and welcome to You Can't Scare Me, a Goosebumps podcast. I'm here in a really chilly graveyard. Oh, it's it's fall and the leaves are on the ground and I'm here with my best buds, Rachel and Mario. And wait, this gravestone, this gravestone says Mario. <gasps> and you're dead? That's right, Bob. It's me, the cool ghoul who's everybody's pal. It's Mario. I'm dead. And this gravestone, it says, Rachel, and you died last year? Yep, I'm dead. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so scared. I almost want to go to a new house that I inherited. This is good. This is great. I'm, lo- <laughs> this I'm loving is this. strong stuff. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our first inaugural episode. We are going to talk about Welcome to Dead House, the first installment installment of Goosebumps. Now, uh, we'll go we'll go around the horn and have everybody sort of uh, introduce themselves and uh, their experience, their history with Goosebumps. So let's go ahead and start with Rachel. Uh, it's not a very impressive one. I had the Goosebumps books because my cousin had them, and my grandmother just love to donate things that my cousin was tired of to us. (laughs) (laughs) So I had a pile of, I think maybe like 10 or 15 lying around that I was the only person reading in my family. So if I wasn't reading them, no one was, and no one was reading them. Um, I read one, but I don't remember anything about it. (laughs) I don't remember which one I read. And I just remember being creeped out by the covers and a description that I did read of Arl Stein, where it said that he would, some goblin would whisper in his ear, uh, and give oh, him yeah. ideas and that creeped me out because I thought oh my god is that real and if so like you know just all these implications of like why is this happening why are they letting it why are people okay? <laughs> I was very gullible and paranoid what? as a kid now that I look back why are we okay with this why is this acceptable <laughs> I just I, I was like why are adults like this anyway um, <laughs> that is a running theme in Goosebumps why, why are adults, adults do like this, this? I, I read one book and I was like that's it and then I went back to reading historical romances. Um, yeah, and that's my history with Goosebumps books. <laughs> Beautiful. Mario, what is your history with Goosebumps? So, okay, I can't pinpoint exactly where it begins because I think there's some overlap. Like, so at the time that I started reading Goosebumps, I think it was right around the time that The Haunted Mask got adapted for TV. Um, because I recall watching The Haunted Mask on VHS at my godmother's house and absolutely losing my shit, um, <laughs> uh, like hiding behind a couch afraid of the masks, <laughs> oh. that they would come out of the TV and possess me. Oh my uh, God. Oh, that's interesting. I uh, See, I was scared in a very similar way. When we get to that book, I'll talk more about it, but- It's effective. I never, uh, I never put on a mask when I went to uh, a <laughs> store, because I was afraid that that would happen, that it, like it would get stuck, and I'd be like, what, ah, what ah, I can't do anything. <laughs> So after that, I think was about the time that like Goosebumps Mania took off. I'm sure there were multiple air periods of Goosebumps Mania. Yes. Like yes. for people of different ages, um, because this started in 1992. So that's like way before I was reading it. Then when I was in second grade, I think this is around the same time, Goosebumps became really popular. And um, all of the uh, school activities that we participated in, like uh, pizza lunches or like free 
cake or whatever you know if you do in grade school (laughs) uh, were provided to us by a mysterious figure named goosebumps um so cool and signed goosebumps (laughs) because i don't think parents understood exactly what goosebumps was (laughs) they never do they never understand an unnoticed advertising campaign going on right well under scholastic yes like (laughs) goosebumps is like uh published by scholastic so oh let me tell you it definitely uh up the sales oh (laughs) scholastic book club orders uh let me tell you you remember the scholastic uh fair when it was like ordering all those oh man when they came in yeah that was how i got among the greatest periods of time in my life were the scholastic book club fairs (laughs) even seeing that icon their their logo kind of like yes hit something in my brain that's just like oh i remember that that was nice i mean parent teacher conference is bad but the scholastic book fair (laughs) amazing so you went from feeling bad to feeling great when you bought um how to draw manga (laughs) (laughs) oh my god the cover of that is such it's scarier than any goosebumps cover um so yeah, I'm uh, my history, and I am Bob. If I if I did not uh, <laughs> tell everybody that, uh, yeah, my history was uh, basically like I hopped on pretty pretty early. Like my first Goosebumps books, uh, Goosebumps book was Stay Out of the Basement, and mm. that's the next episode. That's the one we're doing next. So that's number two. Uh, in the series and um, for me it was like yeah Scholastic all those memories are are fantastic but the first I started getting hooked on it when um, yeah uh, purely because okay I have a theory I'll go into a little bit more of the history and stuff but I have a theory and part of it play uh, and it's all about why Goosebumps is so popular or how it got so popular and my theory is this one it's because the books are super short they're all like you picking one up now like clearly we're all bigger physically but Mm. going and actually grabbing one of the goosebumps books you realize just how small they are how thin they are there's just like they're so readable they're so short they're so for the most part succinct and uh the other thing is the wonderful cover art by tim uh, uh, jacobus jacobus I forget Jacobus. how to pronounce it. Jacobus. A wizard named Tim the wizard. Jacobus. <laughs> <laughs> so Jacobus's art is so wonderful. And it adds this effect to the, the, the whole series. And that is enhanced by another aspect of the books, which is why I got into them. The collectible nature of them. I viewed mm, these yeah, books as yeah. trading cards. Like there are even some books that we may talk about later that have holographic covers. And so the thing for me, why I got hooked on them is the collectible nature of them. And this is the thing I noticed that when uh, Rachel and I went to uh, uh, McKay's Mm -hmm. to uh, look for some used books to see if we could find the original ones. Um, And I turned one on its spine and I saw number, uh, the numbered. Oh yeah. So that like the actual like number of the book in the series i think that's why oh yeah absolutely it's uh, yeah. it's very very collectible and very i uh, think it got popular because no doubt that that's true because if you look now at the way that goosebumps is being sold and this is not an ad but uh the like retro tin thing yes 
is such a yeah. wild idea for books like for trading cards that makes sense but for books i've never thought about that but then i got it open and i was like whoa there's five goosebumps books in here i've got to buy the rest of them exactly <laughs> and the the other thing about it is if i if i looked at those two i don't think that they're in in uh they're listed in order i, I think they it's like not. a random hodgepodge yeah so that's a thing that like trading cards do where they give you like a box and it's not all of them but it's some of them you got to get all the rest of the boxes in order to get all the the whole collection and yeah yeah there was that and then there's also uh yeah it's just a whole thing so anyway i got on early um i i actually around issue i forget which one it was it was like i think it was in the mid 10s like 15 ish where they started doing the goosebumps fan club and um yeah i remember one of my favorite toys when i was a kid was the um the slappy the 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 um uh uh the kind of mascot now who you know we'll talk about that too the true mascots curly real goosebumps heads know that curly is the main <laughs> serious <mascot>. heads listen <laughs> he he pointed at me but i'm not i'm clearly not a goosebumps head <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the actual name of the fans don't <laughs> talk to me unless you appreciate what curly did for the goosebumps <laughs> curly walked so that slappy could fly <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there was a uh, there was an awesome um wristwatch it wasn't a watch it wasn't a non-functional watch but it was a holographic picture of the cover of Night of the Living Dummy, which was Slappy. And it was the most amazing thing and I lost it and oh well. But yeah, no, like I my I have very fond memories of getting made fun of in middle school for having nothing but goosebumps related like binders. I had a goosebumps backpack. I had the wristwatch <laughs> thing that wasn't actually a watch. Oh my god. Yeah, no, I got made fun of so hard I, I eventually stopped <laughs> school. This reminds me that uh I remembered this morning that I bought a Goosebumps uh, sound effects machine. What? There was one that came out. It had Curly on it. That's important. That's very But important. like, it just played Goosebumps sounds like a wolf howling or someone laughing sinisterly. I think I remember this. Sound effects boards were actually a thing. I remember McDonald's doing one for for Ghostbusters too. What? Sound effects boards were like a thing, like oh, physical yeah. sound effects, oh, thing, yeah. like noisemakers and stuff. They were a thing back in like the 90s. Real 90s kids remember the sound effects boards. I don't know. I'm a 90s kid. I don't remember that. I was also poor. Oh. <laughs> I literally got toys for, out of a dumpster. <laughs> that's, a whole <laughs> that's, that's a whole different story <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that too um sounds like you lived at a, a dead house hey kids you know what's really scary poverty <laughs> oh man if rl stein actually had like the social commentary oh that would be a whole other thing but um but yeah so let's go into uh our favorite author of the day a robert lawrence stein AKA, and this is apparently true, it's right on the like the first line in his wiki, uh, his sometimes known as Jovial Bob Stein. Do you think that they were having a little fun because of how completely uh, placid and unemotional uh, R.L. Stein, I'm sorry, Jovial <laughs> Bob, appears in, <laughs> Thank you for correcting in every single video he's ever been in? He is... I mean, we'll get to it because he has an intro for, I think, 
well, obviously he doesn't have an intro. Well, actually he does like a meet the author in the book, but uh, you hear him in the audiobook and on the TV mm-hmm. uh, version of Welcome to Dead House, which we will, we will talk about eventually <laughs> after we get through some initial stuff. But yeah, he is, if you look at a picture of R.L. Stein, oh, I'm sorry, Jovial Bob Stein, he looks like he thinks you're an idiot. <laughs> And he's just like he knows you're an idiot. He doesn't. Yeah, he exactly. Knows. And he's just like kind of the way that he talks is like I don't fucking care. Hello, I don't I'm care about anything. <laughs> Maybe that's the secret to being jovial is just not giving a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, apparently, um, jovial Bob Stein. Uh, he got that name when uh, he created a humor magazine called Bananas, which was written for teenagers and was also published by Scholastic. I was about to say, I remember that. Do you? I do. I remember that. I could I could never afford anything from Scholastic, so I never got anything. But I do remember getting all the little newsletters wanting you to buy stuff. I have no recollection of Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> the main thing I want to touch on is that something I found... In his in RL St- Jovial Bob Stein's history, thank you. It's gonna be rough. It's gonna be rough. <laughs> it's gonna, gonna be hard to... before we fall into this <laughs> <laughs> episode. Episode sixty one. It's gonna be nonstop Jovial Bob, and you know that. <laughs> it's just gonna be. We're going. We might even have a different nickname for him because he does have another uh, pen name that he went by, Eric Affaby. So <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll we'll figure that, that out later. Stephen King episode. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so the thing that I really wanted to, to mention because it's fucking amazing to me is that I had no idea that jovial Bob. I almost said it. Jovial Bob Stein was the co-creator and head writer of Eureka's Castle yes. on Nickelodeon. Yes. I had no idea. <laughs> I loved Eureka's Castle. I did too. It's no stretch to say that R.L. Stein has uh, given me, I would say he was a formative influence on my life. Like, yeah, same. Like, I think I think Jovial Bob is the reason why I'm so into horror and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, for real. Like, I think him, uh, the way that he wrote stuff got me, like, in a way, uh, uh, kind of comfortable with the idea of, uh, death and like horror and f- being freaked out by stuff and actually finding it entertaining. Mm. Yeah, because he does not hold your hand. No. <laughs> like, <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> like people fucking die. Yeah. yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about it. We actually need to add a, a trigger warning to this episode. Uh, if you, uh, yeah, so we'll talk about it right now. Um, if you are upset by um, animal uh, death, like, yeah, you might want to turn this off because that's a pretty major thing that's going to happen in the book. So not uh, the reason why I said in the book, the way I inflected it's it because is because those hacks of Fox kids. <laughs> <laughs> those <laughs> motherfuckers. Destroy the beautiful work of Jovial Bob Stein. Well, <laughs> Jovial I, Bob's for, true for, intentions have the, been utterly destroyed. <laughs> the death is off page. And also yes. he's, the dog is, well, I mean, <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get into we'll it. Get yeah, there. I, you know, I know what you're saying. Page. I agree. It, yeah. it's, yeah. it's it's comfortable. <laughs> yes, it's cozy, like a cozy murder mystery. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> all right, so with that, let's go ahead and talk about the book that we're Yay! all here, the start of it all. <laughs> Should we start like straight off with the question that is going to be uh, on everyone's minds every time they look at this book, which is, what did Tim Jacobus uh, think this book was about when he made it, that cover? 
Because, yeah, as a fun fact, he didn't know uh, what most of the Goosebumps books were about when he drew these. Yeah, he only had, like, the blurb at the time, like, to go off of, if I remember correctly. I mean, I think it's not hard to figure this one out, because, I mean, Spooky House, got it, check. Absolutely. I mean, it's a great Spooky House. The perspective in this cover is so good. Oh, yeah, yeah. we should probably describe it. Do you want to describe it? Sure. Uh, it's a um, cool blue tone <laughs> um a nice spooky night uh and you are like looking up at this looming home which is just close enough to a home you might see in your own neighborhood mm-hmm. um that i that i like that a lot uh it's kind of the typical haunted house yeah, in the looks, neighborhood it looks like a neighborhood haunted house uh but it's like looming over you uh it's the door is uh precariously open to reveal a uh, orange glow and in the in one of the windows yeah. is a mysterious figure that looks like uh, a werewolf <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's got that kind of like hunched over uh, hands kind of uh, unfurled in a weird way kind of look to him but yeah this cover all of uh, uh, Jacobus's like art is fantastic and this is really just playing with the the blue and the really bright orange of the cover It's such a mood it's got such a mood to it Really like no wonder they chose uh no wonder Scholastic chose uh Jacobus to like do all of the covers after this cuz that was that's an interesting uh tidbit if you didn't know, uh, Scholastic actually sent out uh, basically to another artist they used and to Tim Jacobus. Um, uh, Jacobus, I keep saying his name in completely different ways, but uh, I keep wanting to say Jacobus. But they sent him out, uh, sent out like uh, the, uh, the uh, covers for the first two Goosebumps books. So the next Goosebumps book that we are going to talk about is drawn by a completely different person. But... Scholastic decided that they liked uh, Jacobus's Jacobus's work better and went with him for the rest of the um, Goosebumps run. So next segment, we're actually going to have a segment here is who is going to do a three-sentence summary to recap the events of <laughs> Welcome to Dead House. All right, do we want to, any, is anyone itching to do it? That's a no. I mean, I was the one stepping on these toes. <laughs> I think in, no, in I, fairness, should I flip a coin? Sure. Okay, I'm gonna I, actually. This is better. I'm gonna think of a number from one to ten. Okay. Okay, Mario, go. Nine. Rachel. Oh, uh, one. Mario, he's closer. It was seven. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Fun fact: nine uh, was my uh, student number in grade school. So <laughs> <laughs> you had a student number? Yeah, we were numbered. <laughs> oh weird and it was also only one digit <laughs> no, no huh. well i mean i was my name was early enough in the alphabet that i got single digits um i feel like it, oh. it was like per class so it was like one through 31 or whatever oh okay all right okay so plot of welcome to the house all right let's see if i can do this in three uh, sentences three sentences all right um, I'm going to use some semicolons in here. Um, <laughs> Go for it. So Amanda and Josh are 12 and 11, and they are moving to a new town with their parents, the town of Dark Falls. Dark Falls is kind of a shithole. <laughs> and Josh and Amanda aren't happy about it. Well, we'll get into that. Uh, they are, Their home is spooky, 
and the town is spooky, and um, I guess we'll fast forward through the synopsis very quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> spooky events happen. Amanda is gaslit by literally everyone, including herself. <laughs> <laughs> the children um, are weird, and their dog runs away. Their dog um, does not survive this. Um <laughs> Subsequently, in pursuing their dog, they discovered that the whole town is dead. They're fucking dead. <laughs> They're all dead. Uh, hijinks ensue. <laughs> <laughs> Period. I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna do this like more, I, I feel like hijinks ensue is going to be your like moniker. It's be the thing <laughs> is that is that a fair synopsis? Is it? Should I spoil it? No. We'll we'll talk about it. But yeah, yeah. no, that was that was good. That yeah, was good. That was good. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, what did we all think of Welcome to Dead House? I mean, I just actually finished it this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel and wanted to wait until the last uh, second. I get that. Bob I get was, that. Bob, yeah, I, I did because I knew I was going to forget. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob was still asleep, but for the first time ever, I said, what? Like that, and I meant it. <laughs> Out loud. And, yes. And I started laughing at myself. And I, I th- that's a scene that comes like later on. But I guess for a children's book, I was not expecting it to. And of course, it would have to. And it, it's like, it, I, to cut to the chase, I thought it was great and it was quick. It, it felt like eating like um, something a little bit better than fast food. Right. I agree. I yes. stopped at Panera real quick, got me a sandwich. I, I don't feel so bad. <laughs> we are sponsored by Panera, by the way. <laughs> um, my thoughts on it were, uh, I, I think I mentioned this to Mario like as soon, on Discord as soon as I like finished. The first thing that I thought was, Goosebumps is simultaneously better and worse than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> like There are elements of this where I was just like rolling my eyes like, oh, okay. Like we'll talk about the 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 fake out jump scares, which are numerous, and uh, but also there's some stuff that happens toward the end where I legitimately forgot about this stuff and some of the the plot twists and some of the ways uh, some of the ways some of the descriptors, some of the things that happen in this are fucking rad. Like I uh, agree. <laughs> uh, where I have it in my notes, it's like. Uh, I say this is uh, you know we're, we're gonna spoil everything, but I have in my notes. Yo, Ray's melting scene kicks ass. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's what I was like referring to. That's when I was like, what? <laughs> I yeah. I also oh, wrote man, in my notes that so scene. Good. This fucking rules, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Oh man, and then there's oh we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Mario, what'd you do? Uh, so I uh, watched Welcome to the House, the TV version in college oh like on a whim i don't remember why i was doing it i think it just was on youtube and i was like oh cool i'll watch it and uh so i had some more recent recollections of it but like the thing is the tv version is so different from the yes the text yeah. uh reading it was wild because i was like i forgot that goosebumps went this hard like like yeah. i had no recollection that there would be sequences like ray having his whole face fucking melt off and his eyes roll out of his skull and then his yep. head explode, yeah. which is incredible. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> like the, the descriptors of eyes rolling out of people's skulls in this, in this book is they are amazing. <laughs> like I completely forgot that this, that this stuff happened in this book, but all right, let's cut to the chase. I'm, I'm going to make a note here because I'm interested in, 
pursuing this train of thought in later issues of Goosebumps. Are all the protagonists in Goosebumps books aged 12 and 11? Because I have a prediction that they might be. <laughs> I was wondering the same thing because you find out the age of some of the other children and they're like, like I raise 11. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think I want to say one of the other, like the, the girl, like Kathy, I thought Karen? they had her age and she's like Ka- 12. 12, yeah. Is it? And I'm just like, oh, everyone's 11 and 12. <laughs> I have a theory. I have a theory that it's like, I think 11 and 12 is the exact target audience for Goosebumps yes. age range. I would yeah. agree. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Old enough to be okay with some spooky stuff and also to read a 163 page book, but also not a teen yet. Because if you're a teen, you're going to read Fear Street. You're going to move to Fear Street because they talk yeah. about yeah, that's what I, yeah. dating yeah. and boys <laughs> boys that boys that want to kill you too and a lot of the fucking time <laughs> yeah that your boyfriend is a serial killer <laughs> maybe a sexual Gort, deviant Joe, he's not <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow he's hot and he's trying to kill me <laughs> maybe that's why i got made fun of so hard because i was re- i was reading goosebumps the baby uh, horror series instead of fear street when i was 16 was i was cool open kids were cool, cool <laughs> getting in my car you're reading a book with main characters that are aged 12 and 11 Get out of here, you fucking nerd. <laughs> You're reading Jovial Bob Stein? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Welcome to Dead House starts basically with like, um, you know, it, it starts from a very um, understandable place because anyone who's a kid and who's moved like understands where Amanda and Josh are coming from. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, having never moved in my life. I've, <laughs> I've only been sedentary forever. Um, I was like, man, this is extremely hashtag relatable content. I, like, <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like if Goosebumps books are at their best, probably meant to be like somewhat relatable metaphorical things for things that preteens go through, right? I'm going to assume my hairiest adventure is a puberty one. This is some pretty relatable moving content. You know, it's like weird place. Stuff is weird. I'm not comfortable there. My friends are far away. Uh, Jovial Bob does a really good job at the beginning of this, like uh, instilling this this idea that like uh, it's not just moving mm-hmm. it, that is like the scary thing or the the unknown it's the people that are involved it's the the faith that you've got to have in the community that you're going to that they're not gonna you know turn into zombies and try to suck your blood out of your your body <laughs> it's it's a perfect horror setup for a kid's book yes perfect it, like it's the it, like as many horror books for adults have certain kind of repeated setups and introductions to what is spooky for adults this is like a perfect equivalent for kids. This is a perfect place to start. Yeah, absolutely. And it captures some really cool stuff about moving that I don't think I've seen in a lot of things. Like it's uh it's a fake out scare for no reason, but like there's a scene in her room where Amanda's like, My bed is full of bugs. Um <laughs> yeah. it's not, spoilers. It's <laughs> but she's just really uncomfortable in it because like the shape of her room is different and like the position of her bed is different. I think that's pretty cool. Okay, so to to describe exactly what's happening. Basically, uh, Amanda and Josh are basically representing two kind of mo- moods for moving. Josh is mm-hmm. adamantly opposed. Like Oh, Josh is a shit. Josh is Let's a little be... asshole. Yeah, he's he's like he's he's just constantly like pushing like he's stubborn and he's constantly pushing back like throughout the entire st- I think it's just like I think he's going to be resistant just because he 
he reminds me of a toddler who's like stuck in the no phase. Yeah, yeah. But like he just like kind of didn't grow out of yeah, it. Yeah, Amanda kind of mentions that. And I think in the show, the dad mentions that. But we'll talk about the show later. I mean, it's a classic Goosebumps uh, frustrating younger sibling scenario. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, by far, Amanda's like more mature about this whole thing. Yeah, Amanda understands why they're moving. Like Josh doesn't get it. Amanda understands that like, look, her dad is uh, getting like uh, is not forced to pay mortgage on this house. They're getting it basically for free because they inherited it. So he's able to uh, pursue his writing career that he's always wanted to try. So he uh, she understands that he uh, th- this has a really big benefit for him and that she at a certain point, the way that she describes the what was it? It's like a, a windowsill, like a window seat in the oh, house yeah. he has a bay window uh, the bay yeah. window yeah yeah she at a certain point when they're getting ready to leave because the book presents it basically the the beginning of the book is them um uh the whole family coming out to check out the house uh, uh which is uh being shown to them by uh, what was his name Dawes. 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 Mr. Dawes. Dawes. Compton Dawes. Compton Dawes, who is handsome. Hey, very I handsome. He has a dimple. He's handsome and young, and that threw me off. I was telling Bob, like, what kid is going to be like, oh, the handsome young man, real estate agent. <laughs> yeah. I completely um, agree. I was like, what is this? That's yeah. Arl Stein. <laughs> yeah, Jovial Bob gets a little, um, <laughs> it, it's his, he, him being an older man writing a 12-year-old girl, is it kind of comes out in weird ways. Yeah. Like, especially with the way that, he, uh, with the way that uh, he, aka Amanda, describes their uh, Amanda's mother, which is basically just nothing but him describing her hair. <laughs> it's just uh, like, oh. yeah, okay, her black straight hair. As an aside, <laughs> as an aside, we have to talk about Arl Stein's descriptions of things. Yes, yes. Arl <laughs> Stein has this. I think it's a like Arl Stein knows he needs to get a certain word count for these books, <laughs> and, yep. and he doesn't necessarily have enough material to get there. So sometimes. <laughs> He'll just be like, I was wearing a denim jacket and I had short sleeves on and pants and my pants were green and I have brown hair and my mom was wearing a yellow shirt. Well, it's <laughs> like, interesting because it'll be like, at one point she's, she's describing what she's wearing and and then the next sentence is just like, it doesn't matter. Like, she's just like, I'm wearing like white shorts and a blue tank and anyway, this house sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, if yeah, it, it's, it's so weird. That keeps happening. Like at one point she describes her dad as like, um, over or like, she, I know she describes her friend later as chubby. Yeah, a lot of fat <laughs> yeah. shaming but her, it, with her, her dad. Well, it, I guess it's it like two overweight, times. Overweight, yes. Yeah, he's overweight to the point that his shirt keeps always getting untucked. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like just enough as if like he's trying to make it just real enough without like boring the shit out of you with something that doesn't really matter. Because it just like <laughs> on to the next sentence is like, anyway, so yeah, my dad's fat, whatever. This house sucks. Josh is being a dick. Like, you know. <laughs> It's like there's a scene later when all the kids show up and I was like, oh, here we go. I know exactly what's going to happen. And the next paragraph is Arl Stein being like, some of them were wearing blue. <laughs> yup, yup. Like, Jesus, God, Bob, come on. <laughs> Jovial Bob, what the fuck? But yeah, um, I think we've made a serious flaw with this podcast so far by not mentioning the bestest boy in this entire... Petey. Petey. Who they keep referring to a lot as dumb dog. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> man, this family does not deserve this dog. No, no shit. <laughs> the only person in the only fucking character in this entire story who 
knows what the fuck is going on and is like, guys, watch out. It's Petey. Yeah. Petey, oh, yeah. MV fucking P, MVD, most valuable dog. MVP, most valuable puppy. Pete, MVPD. Oh. <laughs> it's Petey. When the Benson family gets there, they're basically like checking it out. And Dawes is showing them around. And Petey the entire time is going nuts. Yeah. Petey is losing his shit. And no one really knows why. Everyone's just like, oh, that dumb dog, that stupid dog. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we'll find out why later. But, uh, yeah, like, Petey, holy shit, man. Uh, Petey is described as a terrier, like a, a, a little mm -hmm. a little white dog. White terrier, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you, just to give you the idea of, like, that kind of, like, yapping that uh, I'm sure drove all of the family insane. But, yeah, so uh, then they go back home, and then they get ready to leave. I think there's a little scene with Amanda and a friend of hers who... Yes, she goes... She talks to her friend... Um, Kathy. Uh, yeah. Her name is different in the show, but, yeah, I think... It's yeah, like, for some reason. Yeah, for some <laughs> inexplicable reason. We'll talk about that she, later. Her name is Jennifer in the show, and I was like, man, big slight on people named Kathy. <laughs> I don't remember her... I don't remember her friend being in the show. She's not. Amanda just writes a letter to yeah. her, uh, and she's like, dear Jennifer... Why the hell did they Everyone knows my best friend Why did they Jennifer? even include that scene? We'll talk about it later. But, yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, there's that scene, and then they uh, decide to fully move to Dark Falls. Now, notably, they have not sold their house. Yeah. At this point. But the house is, the house, it's a free house for them, first yes. of all. <laughs> uh, and it doesn't get any better than this. Um, but they have not managed to sell their old house. This is important for a much later event. Yes. For being okay with the end of this book. Um, I'd also like to note very quickly that uh, before they go back, Petey actually uh, and Josh go missing. Yes. Yeah, that's true, yeah. So, so first of all, in the house, when they are first exploring it, Amanda sees a mysterious boy walking around the house uh, and then gaslights herself by telling her she di herself she didn't see it, <laughs> which uh, I cannot tell you how many times this happens in the book. Oh, wait. Yes, I can. 14. <laughs> <laughs> Mario actually counted all of the fake outs. That's so good. So, so she sees this boy, whatever, no big deal, forget that, nothing weird about it, but Josh and Petey are missing. Mr. Dawes is like, well, let's go find him, and puts on a fucking cowboy hat. Yeah. <laughs> where, where they go driving around town, they see a school with no one's in it, and they're like, oh, that's kind of weird, there's no one in the school, except that it's summer, so <laughs> I don't know why they would be, uh, and they find the cemetery. This is important. There is a cemetery in this yes. place, and Josh is being, ch first big cliffhanger of the book, Josh is being chased the cemetery. Amanda's like, oh my god, what's going on with Josh? Next chapter, oh, never mind, he's chasing Petey, the dog. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, I rem the, the specific way that he worded it was like, he was being chased. Yes. And then the next chapter, wait, he wasn't being chased, <laughs> he was chasing. Yeah, someone or something was after him. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, except so not even remotely. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, yes. that is important, that will come up later. Um, that uh, PD seems to be interested in the graveyard. And Mr. Dawes has a hat. And Mr. Dawes has a cowboy hat. Stetson. Stetson. <laughs> he's a fucking... I mean, he's, he's so cool. Like I know, uh, right? Like when when <laughs> PD shows up and like starts barking his head off, he plays that so cool. He's like, he must smell something on me. I'm a cool guy. Don't worry about it. And I'm handsome. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see my dimple? Everyone yeah. sees my dimple, and my, right? And my cowboy hat? Like, I got my cowboy hat, my dimple, and I'm young. What's up? <laughs> Real estate? Let's go. <laughs> Who wants to move the Dark Falls? You can look at my dimple all day. <laughs> <laughs> 
So another um, big thing that is, uh, so after they move um, officially, mm-hmm. um, another thing that comes into stark contrast um, with the kids is specifically Amanda, because I don't think we mentioned that, but the whole book is uh, from Amanda's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. I learned this recently. There's only like three books that are not told from first person perspective in Goosebumps. Oh, and really? One of them is Stay Out of the Basement. This is apparently the way they are all written in the perspective of one of the kids specifically. Yeah, I, I definitely remember that. One of the most um, vivid memories I have of, as a kid is after I read uh, or in the middle of reading the cuckoo clock of doom in school like during class and i specifically remember that being in first person and that's one of the reasons why it fucked with me is because mm. that that book actually messed with me when i was a kid so anyway uh <laughs> pay attention, uh, get ready for a future episode um but yeah uh so they all come back and one of the things that's really interesting is that the town is constantly described as being in shadow and mm-hmm. that it there you know it's dark falls obviously so I guess it's going to be a little dark, but um, uh, it is described that there are a bunch of trees that are constantly casting shadows throughout the town and that it is, I think there was a line about it just being darker in general than any other town that they've been to. So that will play a factor uh, later. Um, But yeah, so they get there. Um, I think Amanda sees um some some more ghosts i mean just to, we can cut through like four chapters right now and to say amanda sees ghosts constantly <laughs> yeah. yeah and yeah. like i mean it's literally like four chapters of amanda seeing ghosts everywhere mm-hmm. and then the next page either it being josh who is described as a real sicko, real sicko. <laughs> <laughs> or like a, a an open window and her curtain are just blowing in the breeze or uh, a pile of laundry at several points in the book that she yeah. just mistakes for a human being. Literally it's, it's about five chapters where this continually happens. <laughs> where, yeah. Where Amanda Before just... we get too far, I do, I do want to say that in my notes, I did have quote, Hey, that's quite a hat from Amanda talking about the cowboy hat. But uh, yeah, no, there, and that's another thing that I have in, in, in my notes is uh, jump scares don't really work in books. Like they no. don't, they don't hit the same way. There is a specific moment uh, when uh, Amanda is getting jumped from behind, like uh, an arm is coming mm-hmm. across but yeah. the way that R.L. Stein, Jovial Bob, I'm sorry, the way that Jovial Bob describes it, it's he, he specifically says that it's Josh's hand. <laughs> and it's like, uh, were were you supposed to be like worrying about who, like if it was a ghost hand or something? But he specifically said that it was Josh's hand, and it completely ruined whatever jump scare that was going to be. I mean, yeah, like I have in my notes here for the next eight five chapters until chapter nine when the next thing actually happens uh <laughs> the, the like every chapter ends with like chapter seven there's a ghost at the top of the stairs and then the literal next page no it wasn't <laughs> like, <laughs> nope it was a pile of laundry uh, um also uh in the middle of this uh do you want to note? do you want to note the extremely very cool first time i said well this rules uh, the dream Amanda has in her new house. Yes, yes, where yes, she yes. she dreams they're all dead and her entire family are skeletons. Yeah, with uh, scraps of skin falling off and no eyes, eating a plate 
full of human bones. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I had that in my notes too. I was like, oh man, this is rad. I was like, this kicks ass, Amanda. <laughs> like Goosebumps works, like especially this book in particular, works really well toward the beginning. It really kind of sags uh, toward the beginning middle. Um, mm-hmm. It starts to pick up again toward the middle, but that that scene where she she's like having the dream and her whole family skeletons and they're, and they're eating a plate of bones was like, okay, where is this going? What's going on? Even though you kind of get an idea of where things are going right from the beginning, but we'll we'll talk about that. But yeah, um, there is a quote that I have here um, from the dad saying, uh, stop seeing things. <laughs> Just a command to his daughter, like stop seeing things. She She handles it all really well because yeah she uh, th- does holy couple, shit uh, for a couple of weeks well first of all she describes herself as uh, just being um like more mature I, I don't remember she doesn't use that word but in comparison to josh because she's older and a girl probably uh well not in that <laughs> order <laughs> probably because i'm older and a girl i think is what she oh a lot more sensible probably because i'm older and because i'm a girl but for weeks these noises are constantly happening yeah. in her bedroom and she just comes out and says i'm used to it yes even though her, yeah. her clothes are constantly coming out just laying there she's always just like oh it just must be mom like she's constantly trying to cope with the reality that like does not make sense that doesn't seem to be affecting the rest like josh and and her parents because her room is just i guess that hot because in the, well in the show like you you find out like what, like they show you more why mm. like we're there i i don't i don't want to because we're like we're not at that part yet but yeah. you, you find out like why her room is like the hot spot i guess for she what she's experiencing right yeah i, I was wa- watching this morning i was like damn yeah it's like all out huh like, uh, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, if i remember correctly a lot of these goosebumps books have a running theme which is basically that adults suck or that like mm-hmm. adults just don't get it Adults just don't, they won't believe you. Yeah. So there's no point in even trying to explain yourself. Yeah, yeah. When in reality, like, like I, if this were happening to my kid, I'd be like, okay, you're sleeping in our room tonight. We're not, you know, there is a very real fucking thing going on here where some fucking peeping Tom motherfucker is like harassing this girl. And it's just like, holy shit, red fucking flags everywhere. Yeah, I mean, at this point, she's seen people in the house like, four times yeah her room is basically constantly uh alive with the sound of giggling children yeah like <laughs> like what the hell i mean it's a free house for you dad but yeah, free house but at, at what cost you know what, what? <laughs> but dad, at he's what trying cost? to be a come writer on. come on dad i know you want to be a writer but uh <laughs> points at room where every <laughs> single door is slamming <laughs> shut on its <laughs> own points at room where a skeleton's crawling <laughs> <laughs> He looks in the mirror and he's a skeleton eating a bowl of bones, which is fucking funny anyway. Because like, what skeletons eat bones? Is that? I love it. I love did, it. Did we talk about how they even got this house though? Because they just wind up getting a letter from an, a great uncle, I yes. think, that he's never yep. met. He's never met, and they're like, "Hey, you got a free house that that doesn't like." He's so happy to quit his job and be a writer. He doesn't give up. Fuck. He doesn't Google dark. I guess you couldn't really Google that. Place. They don't <laughs> no. check it out. They don't fucking care. This house is old as shit. This yeah, place is crummy. They don't lines. care. They don't have mortgage anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they have lines uh, where it's like um, the dad, uh, like Amanda being like, I don't remember having a, a great uncle. Yeah, and the, the dad's like, neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's literally, he 
he's described, I think, is like jumping around the house dancing. Or yeah, something. yeah, he, yeah. When he gets the letter, he's like described as like completely jovial, like like someone named Bob. But anyway, jovial Bob. Jovial Bob. This is ironically a great metaphor for the home uh, owners market today, which is <laughs> yep. that the only way you can buy a house is if your fucking uncle dies. <laughs> yeah, or if it's fucking haunted. <laughs> Although nowadays, I think that um, it, it's even more of a benefit to get a house for free just like yeah fucking yeah free. even if it's a dump and the creepy people watching eh, you it's walk a fixer-upper i mean that's the thing you I, I did have to think while i was watching it was like i mean if i just got this house for free like a free house there's a th- there's like a level of like paranormal shit i will tolerate with a free yeah. house that is much higher yeah. than like yeah, any I, other place that's the contrast like these kids having to because once you're an adult now that's always it's just this like security yeah. foundation like that's so important that you you have to deal with these compromises like oh well, my house is haunted and my my kids being haunted and there's a weird boy watching her but what are you gonna do and they're trying to kill us i do think like the parents priorities are so strange because for example this happens a few chapters later but it's not a it's like one chapter so like when pdx runs away and the kids are like mom dad we have to go find Petey," and her mom their mom is like after lunch kids yeah and her dad is like i'm just too busy uh, get in the fucking car and go look for your donkey jackass <laughs> it's like they just don't care well in their defense though because they're described as like they're they're clearly like just focused on this house like they're both yeah. working on it like he's mm-hmm. sweaty and she's I don't know, yeah. sweaty in the hair. Apparently they're fighting a lot. Oh, it's that's not right. Like a major yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, they're that... constantly sniping at each, snapping at each other. Yeah, I, I remember there was a line about, where is it? Oh, yeah, they're, they had an argument about the bacon being, quote, too crispy. Yes. That's <laughs> why I laughed at that. <laughs> which hey agree I mean, honestly, there is a point at which bacon is too crispy scrapes the roof of your mouth fuck that i agree there is a point when bacon's too crispy i agree with that on this one <laughs> <laughs> but and i think arl stein is making some salient points there about crispy bacon <laughs> <Some> observational humor <laughs> so they then so we have to talk about the fact that, so after several chapters of the house being spooky we have to talk about the town as a whole because yes uh, before we get there i really want to quickly mention that josh is always jumping amanda like you said but yep, constantly but there is a part where amanda uh plays a joke back on him and pre- yes. pretends to die in a closet oh my god which is wild he he loses he his loses mind his over shit. this like <laughs> like it's like it's truly the kid who could like dish it out but can't take it oh yeah amanda just lays down with her head in the closet door so she can't be seen yep and josh is like amanda are you in there and walks in and just sees her legs and flips shit i mean he's like screaming (laughs) down the halls probably has to go to therapy (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile Petey comes up to her and like licks her face She's so proud of that yeah. too because she goes. She to should bed be good for you, with, Amanda. Like, she, I think it's just like she has a smile on her face, like thinking about how well of a like job yeah, she, she did scaring she her was, brother. She was listening to him s- screaming downstairs because he was freaking out so hard that she I've hear ruined it. Josh's life. It's <laughs> permanently traumatized your your kid brother because he was annoying. <laughs> but hey, you know, <laughs> I mean, fair. F- 
credit where it's due. He is annoying. He is a <laughs> sicko. Such a, yeah, he a gets so much more chill later on. But at the beginning, he is such a little fucking nightmare. <laughs> so, anyway. so they they go out in the town because, and I literally, this is a thing Amanda says. She's like, okay, so mom and dad, you just want us to get out of the house, huh? And her mom's like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. Yes. <laughs> like, Take your brother, please, and get the fuck out. <laughs> so, so in true 90s fashion, these two kids just begin walking unsupervised around their new town. Uh, and they meet... Uh, a mysterious child named Ray Thurston, Ray. whose clothing is described, and <laughs> subsequently Petey begins barking at him, and he's like, oh, much like Mr. Dawes, he's like, he must smell something on me. Yeah. You know? And real quick note for the audiobook listeners, um, one of the things that I really want to, uh, what was her name, Tara? Yep. Um, I really want to praise her for is that she made Ray sound like Eeyore, and every time he talked, <laughs> yeah. it made me laugh. that's interesting I loved it it was fantastic so Amanda says and I quote to Ray it's really dead around here and Ray's like ha 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 for a little too long (laughs) and then and then unprompted he goes I used to live in your house which is the fucking you what? creepy guy like <laughs> well she calls him out on it she's like hey you, she wasn't it yeah 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 and, which is what yeah, the, yeah. the combo yeah and he's like oh, I haven't been there in a long time and she's like what do you mean a long time and immediately a man is like oh well I must be mistaken yep yeah it's just my <laughs> imagination <laughs> oh no no yeah yeah so she, he's like I used to live there which is weird yeah very don't tell then me that. they, don't they don't go to the playground that. where a bunch of kids appear and I, I should say the kids appear very normally and uh, they are described and they are named all of whom are irrelevant um, yep. <laughs> except for Karen Somerset. I want to highlight Karen Somerset. Yes. This is important for the TV adaptation who also tells Amanda that she used to live in her house. Yeah. Yep. It was done in an interesting way though, because if I remember correctly, it, it was it her or was it another girl where as they're leaving, because at a certain point they stop playing together and they start. It's the she, same girl. It's, it's the, same, the girl. same girl. She, 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 it she does it. She yeah. does it really interestingly. Where she, it's like at the end of the chapter, and you use like a cliffhanger where she's running away and she says something, and Amanda was like, "I thought I heard her say that she lived in my house, but I." Yeah, I have because to be it mistaken. freaked her out so much. She was like, oh no, I must have just. Yeah, I must like, have... But then she confirmed it. And it's like, what? Yeah, it's like, okay. Mm. It's one of those Amanda gaslights yourself moments. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. What's, what's weird about it, though, is that Karen does say it twice. Like, the first time they meet her, she's like, I used to live in your house. And when they're leaving, she's like, hey, by the way, I used to live in your house. <laughs> yeah. And Amanda's just like, ah. Well, well, because they, they ask, like, hey, do you want to hang out later? And she's like, and th- then Amanda asks, like, well, do you know where I live? And she's like, yeah, I used to live there. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, exactly. yes, I know where you live. <laughs> Even though that was actually the first time they met when you, oh, I, don't know, I just don't realize that. That was the first time they met. How would she know mm-hmm. where she lives? That's why it's yep. so creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Chills. There, there, oh, there wait, are Ray, mo- too. Oh, sorry. It's just dawning on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they're all fucking weird. They're, yeah. they're, ex- they're unsubtly extremely creepy. Also, let's take a moment to appreciate the scene where all the children in the playground encircle yep, Amanda dude. with baseball yes. bats. yes. And she's like, huh, huh, what's happening? And Josh doesn't notice. Josh is over in the corner, like, looking at bugs or something. <laughs> <laughs> he was fucking around with Petey. <laughs> with Petey. 
<laughs> oh yeah, because Petey was losing his fucking mind. Yeah. And Josh is like, what is, what's going on with you? And trying to like get him to stop barking. Meanwhile, Amanda's like, oh, I'm going to be beaten to death in a second, Josh. Yeah. Oh, like, Josh, help us. And despite that, despite that, she's still denying or like questioning her own reality. Yeah, because five seconds later, when Mr. Dawes shows up and is like, hey kids, having a great day? They, they like go back to their normal positions and Amanda's like, I must have imagined yep. that they were encircling me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I was just imagining She's going to gaslight herself into fucking oblivion, dude. Girl. Yeah. If anything, one of the things that you should definitely learn from this episode uh, is, uh, hey, trust your natural like uh, inclinations. Trust, mm-hmm. you know, trust your gut. Yeah. <laughs> like every now and then, like, hey, you, you got gut feelings for a reason. Maybe, you know, if you don't feel comfortable in a place and people are encircling you with baseball bats. <laughs> Yeah, maybe maybe run. And I'm trying to look for it, but I remember that there was a uh, R.L. Stein. I'm sorry, Jovial Bob recently said something that was very funny uh, as we're going through this um, this book. He said something like the um, theme for all Goosebumps books is you should always run. <laughs> That's. I mean, yeah. You can say that about a lot of horror movies, right? Yeah, like no, no, totally. One, no like, one ever runs until it's like too late. Yeah, yeah, and that's the funny thing because you know it's uh, it's one of those things where if they didn't, if they did run, then there wouldn't be a movie. So yeah. you know, it's yeah, yeah it's kind it's, of the fun thing. Yeah, but for the lesson for readers, get the fuck out of there. Yeah, just, yeah, just trust cheese it yeah. immediately. So I was gonna say, so this scene happens with Dosh is up, the kids run away, uh, go back to normal, and then we we like have some time pass where Amanda and Josh is like hang out with these kids and play baseball for a, a number of times and just having fun. Uh, Karen, I would like to note is described as having a great smile, even though she had braces. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. Braces yeah. lined her teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Which like spoilers it suck to be a ghost and be like stuck in braces forever. Oh man. That would suck so hard. So, mysteriously the sun comes out so we should know dark falls is like always cloudy it's like yes. super cold for summer um it's you know weird obviously there's tons of trees it's very shady the sun comes out during one of these baseball games and the kids are like we gotta go we promised our parents to be home for lunch yeah and amanda's like but it's eleven thirty. Yeah, <laughs> which um, that's lunchtime. Yeah, <laughs> I think she has a line where it's like, "But the sun only just came out." Like, you know, come on, let's let's yeah, have some fun. Let's have some real fun. Oh, is that in the, the show? Yeah. Am I that's the that? show. Okay. She's more perplexed by eating lunch at eleven thirty. Okay, is, <laughs> which it's like maybe they want to go home and like wash their hands. I mean, uh, they've been like playing baseball for an hour. Like, this happens. There's like several days of baseball. For some reason, um, we we get into like what Rachel's talking about, where Amanda is getting used to how spooky her room is, yeah, uh, mm. and like is getting used to this weird shit constantly happening, and it's no big deal. She yet again sees a girl at the stairs, but again, it's a pile of laundry. <laughs> Apparently, so then they go play baseball, and suddenly during it, Petey runs away. He like gnaws through his leash and like breaks the bars of this baseball stadium or whatever and gets the fuck out of town at which point they go home and their parents don't want to look for them they hate that that dog <laughs> they're so tired from working on that house constantly and they're just like fucking go at, at a certain point it'd be like that one of the parents like gives them the keys to the car and is like just just find <laughs> you just, find him you find him i'm gonna lay down <laughs> so so 
Petey goes missing. I think they do go look for him, but not but unsuccessfully because, of course, they waited like an hour to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Which, yeah, they, like, <laughs> they were forced to. It's like you didn't cook these. <laughs> these will keep for an hour. Like, <laughs> Definitely. So, so uh, this is a fun part in the book that was changed in the audiobook that uh, they eat dinner and they all fe- and like Josh feels horrible. Josh is like devastated about Petey getting away yeah. because he thinks it's his fault, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And they eat, they're eating dinner, and their mom just goes, what a rough night for a party, huh? And then Amanda's like, I had totally forgotten that my parents were going to a potluck dinner tonight. They're eating dinner and then going to a potluck dinner. <laughs> <laughs> in the audiobook, they changed that to just being a neighborhood party. Yes. Which- well, actually, in, in the Kindle book I have, it's a block party. Yeah, um, it's a, that's the difference between the original print version of the book. And, and the classic reprint? Yes. Oh, so I have they like changed- a newer... Yes, oh, you and I got they, the newer one. Ah, okay. Yeah, there are a bunch. They also of, changed the dates on the gravestones. Yes, they did to be more in line with when the book was released or the new book was released. So, uh, we so jo- Amanda's like goes to bed like hating everything, her life being a, a absolute nightmare where like ghosts are constantly present and their now their dog is gone. <laughs> Josh just like busts in. Yeah, <laughs> like <Yep>. Amanda. <laughs> We gotta find Petey right now. It's midnight. He's got a halogen flashlight, which, why? (laughs) I I found it. Let's go. (laughs) She's like, we gotta go. Amanda's like, what are you talking about? We gotta go to the cemetery at midnight. Listen. (laughs) But Amanda's like, you know what? This room fucking sucks. (laughs) I would rather be out in the graveyard with you, Josh, than spend even one more second in this nightmare zone. (laughs) My bedroom, the nightmare. So they go out. Also want to note, in this part of the narrative, the parents in the first edition are still at a potluck dinner at midnight, which means they're getting blazed. Dude, they are gone. They are smashed. (laughs) Completely (laughs) fucked up. They go out and instantly realize it's a bad idea when someone is following them. (laughs) It's Ray or Roy. It's Ray. Ray, yeah. Yeah, Ray shows up. And uh, so, yeah, they go to the the graveyard and turns out, yeah, guess what? We gotta say, we gotta say. So Ray shows up, right? Yeah. And he's like, they're like, what are you doing out here at midnight? He's like, oh. I just sneak out sometimes and I can't sleep. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, do your do your parents like that? They don't know about it. Yeah, he, said, he <laughs> like, says with a wicked smile. With they a don't wicked know. Smile. <laughs> so so then they're like, oh well, we're going to the cemetery, and Ray just goes, no, you're not. <laughs> what, like the most menacing child ever. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so they go. <laughs> yeah, they go to the the cemetery, and turns out that Petey was there. And hey, props to Josh for wanting to find the dog. But then remove those props. Yeah, remove <laughs> the props immediately. The dog. <laughs> and it's like, this dog fucking stinks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Huge props and then a, a minus props for being like, ah, oh, oh, my dog stinks like shit. I throw it away. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> when he just, yeah, he, he says he smells like a dead rat. 
And then he doesn't want to touch him. So yeah. so they need to leave. And Amanda's like, okay, Joshua, go get him. And he's like, no, I'm not touching him. So they, <coughs> she's freaking out about the dog and they run all the way here. And now Josh doesn't want to like actually pick up the dog because he's stinky. <laughs> so he's like, you stinky do dog, it. Stinky dog. <laughs> My stinky dumb dog. So, so also in the cemetery, they discover there's this giant amphitheater overlooked by uh, what I'm describing as um, Chekhov's big tree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're like, this tree was almost uprooted. Its roots were sticking out of the ground. It looked like it might fall over. And they're like, what's the deal with this like weird theater thing? And Ray's like, oh, this is where all the town meetings are. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think about it. Are you thinking about it? Stop. So... Amanda being the only person in this entire book with a like any sense of decency like tries to get Petey back who runs away they chase after him they find out like as they're running they find a gravestone whose is it it's Karen she's dead <gasps> dun 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 and because of the timing it's too uh recent to be her uh grandparent or whatever yeah I I thought that was funny like immediately like oh oh my god it's Karen and then oh was it Ray being like uh that could have or was it Josh being like that could easily just be a relative like when she tries to explain it it says Amanda Josh scowled and looked away like he doesn't want (laughs) anything to do with this Amanda Amanda can we not make everything ghosts (laughs) (laughs) you and your ghosting god (laughs) What is your deal? My dog stinks, Amanda. Can we talk about that? (laughs) Hurry up, Amanda. Stop looking at gravestones. We got to give our dog a bath. (laughs) So so she finds all the kids. They're all dead. Of course, Ray is also dead. He died in 1988. Of course. At which point, Amanda says, I'm surrounded by death. I'm surrounded by death. (laughs) Dum, dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. There's a lot of dun dun dun. Like every chap mm-hmm. the end of every damn chapter is dun dun dun. Is dum dum dum. I also like yeah. W- once you once that like hits you as if like you know oh my god so surprised. Yeah, if you haven't figured this out yet. Yeah, <laughs> he's constantly apologizing. That's how this chapter ends with him apologizing. Yeah, it's me. I'm so sorry, Amanda. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> real it's, bummer. It's funny I know. because he's he, so you know they have this confrontation now. And he's just, he. this is where he starts to explain. And he's like, I'm sorry, you weren't supposed to know yet. As if learning later when they're eating you or whatever they do <laughs> is somehow going to just make it better. Yeah, the, the, the show comes up with a, a very contrived reason yeah. for this. But the book is just like, no, the ghosts just have to wait a while to eat you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They just like you to hang around, get comfortable, get acclimated, you know? <laughs> they yeah. couldn't have gotten you I just was, immediately. I was surprised because um, I'd watched the show first um when she describes like oh we've been here for a few weeks now i'm like they haven't fucking killed you yet <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> would have been eaten like the first night <laughs> so it's around this part where uh the the really interesting thing for me happened like this is where when i say goosebumps uh reading this and goosebumps is like simultaneously uh worse and better than i remember this is mm. where it's better than i remember because there was a reason that the kids were encircling them with baseball bats earlier. There was a reason why the dog was barking at everybody because mm-hmm. Petey, it is found out Ray, I believe like just like spills his guts about it and says that Petey dogs, animals can sense the dead. Yeah. So they, they have can, to go yeah. first. So they have to go first. Mm-hmm. So that's why Petey is stinky is because Petey's a zombie dog now. Yeah. They killed him. He's now a zombie dog. When they find Petey, his eyes are red now. Yes. 
which yes, nobody yeah. comments on. It's just like, no, his eyes are red. I think it's mentioned twice, but nobody's like, his eyes are white you, red. That's weird. Can you imagine a zombie dog with like patches of flesh falling off, bright fucking red eyes, like kind of a ghostly look to him? And this dog John, stinks. Oh, this dog stinks. What's wrong with my dog? Oh, we got to give him a bath. He'll be fine. It's such a kid like level attachment to something where yeah. you want so hard for something. And then it's just, it's like this little inconvenient. You're like, no, get that thing away from me ew, i love my ew. dog ew, it <laughs> it's true that's so true though for of like kid level a love for a thing oh yeah <laughs> i so love fleeting. this thing until it's like, like even remotely inconvenient yep. <laughs> it's, it's that toy story meme of i'm done playing with you now <laughs> but, but so it's interesting you say like that ray was apologizing because it's this is chapter ray's like super bummed out because he totally botched his job because he's like I'm the watcher. That's right. I'm supposed to watch you guys. Yeah. yeah. I used to live in your house. I'm the watcher. Spooky sentences, all these things. Like, I'm the watcher. That's creepy. I used to live in your house. That's creepy. But he's like, I'm supposed to keep you guys out of here. Guess I blew it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bad ghost. <laughs> so he's like, this town can't survive without fresh blood, which I think is a powerful me- metaphor for yes. small town America. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, yeah. I was just thinking about that like later uh, uh, in the middle of the week, at, like a few days after I read this. It was like, oh, okay, all right, that's 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 that works. I think a little. Well, we'll this get so, to sort of works. The metaphors get kind of fucked up later. Um, yeah, uh, particularly with the ending, but uh, we aren't yeah, there yet. <laughs> yeah. So so like you know they they they're like. Uh, Rafe uh, for officially labels the house they live in the dead house. Yes, yes. Uh, like you, that's where everyone goes when they first move into town. Um, the dead house, which is uh, title drop, uh, <laughs> and then Ray starts fucking floating. Yes, <laughs> yeah. he's like, <laughs> and this is where she starts to describe everything is dead now. Yeah. <laughs> which, and then suddenly Josh like turns his flashlight. And coolest scene in the book, Ray fucking melts. My exact words in this in my notes. Like, yep. His face falls off. His eyes roll out of his head. He falls over. His like open skull cracks against a tombstone. Yep. His head like explodes. It's it, amazing. Yeah. It, it. Um. She describes it as like it looks like he was going to. He was walking towards while, but he's actually just falling. And uh, it says, um, and gasped as his skull hit the top of a marble gravestone and cracked open with a sickening splat. Yeah. Like, that is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck <It's> yeah. <laughs> Jovial Bob's the best. <laughs> but yeah, th- yeah, th- this is like another moment where it's like, holy shit, this fucking rules. And uh, this is the moment where I was like, oh, I do remember that there was the TV show adapt- adaptation for this. There's no fucking way they're going to do that. <laughs> no, this is like no. legitimately fucking freaky. Like, I can't imagine a kid reading this and, and act, like watching a show and actually seeing that shit happen. Like, this, this is, is the kind like of shit 80s that- horror movie gore. This is yeah. like classic gore horror movie shit like yeah dude oh my god it's so good it's so good and then amanda says such a dark world we had entered and now it was time to get out yes i highlighted that because it was just like it felt like like shit's like it's hit a peak now you know like it's just Mm -hmm. we're running now oh we're rolling yeah Yeah, this is we are at fight or flight more like fight and flight (laughs) (laughs) yeah because then they run home (laughs) they're like oh i guess mom and dad are still at the potluck it's 2 a.m yeah Yeah. i love that part oh great mac and cheese salad (laughs) (laughs) done 
I'm going back for fifths. <laughs> I love how they run back home, completely not remembering that their parents are like at that party. And as soon as they get home, they're like, "What? Where is it? Oh, the fucking potluck!" <laughs> well, I mean, I think you know, because like they leave after midnight. Yeah, and you would yeah. expect that your damn parents would be back home. They're totally not. No, once you're in your sixth bowl of green bean casserole. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going anywhere. I also like how commanding Amanda gets because uh, she says that, you know, they've got to believe us. If they don't, we'll drag them out of yeah. the house, mm-hmm. which I would have loved to see. <laughs> but they get home and suddenly all the kids are there and they have the most amazing line. In- incredible oh, I have line. it too. I have it too. <laughs> we used to live in your house. And guess what? Now we're dead in your house. <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> I had that exact like one. That's so fucking good. Now we're dead in your house. <laughs> they they laugh. They, 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 they know that that's really bad and funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> then the next chapter opens with Amanda saying, Karen, you seem so nice. Dude, what a thing to say. <laughs> you seem so nice. Did she? <laughs> I was nice until I moved here. <laughs> and then Followed like, by, we were all nice, but now, now we're dead. <laughs> is it around here that the, the Garth Marenghi comes out? Or yeah, yeah. Saying, this is this is Garth Marenghi. Dead, 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 <laughs> and bits of sick. So we learn it was all a trick. There's no great uncle. They do it every year to get more new blood. Mm-hmm. But then suddenly. <gasps> Mr. Dawes comes in. Yes. Dimple Man. Handsomely. To the, did he have his cowboy hat on? Though? I don't think they say it, but I do choose to believe I, it. Yeah, <laughs> let's just assume. And he bursts in and then it, Amanda turns to him and says, hey, that's quite a hat. <laughs> and he's still handsome. And uh, I believe it's even noted that she that he's still handsome. <laughs> oh my he's god, like, you're wrong. Yeah, no, I remember that. I remember that. He, he asked Ionis both his handsome face tight with worry. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda, what the fuck? Fuck. Amanda, Amanda, <laughs> Amanda, Jesus. come on! No, no, Keep no, it in no, your no, pants. no, 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 Coming in my van. Dude. <laughs> my van. Yeah. I, I was really like, I started to fold up. I was like, no, 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 no. Please. Like all like, the warning like, signs, like just take and off. I'm sorry. Like Amanda, you really dropped the damn ball. Cause who was one of the first people that Petey started freaking out about? Right. One Which of the first. She's constantly questioning herself. Pe- exactly. That's the theme. Stop questioning yourself so much. Get a little confident. You know, go with that gut. Don't trust realtors. And realtors are all fucking ghost people who are trying to feed a town full of ghost zombies. I'm also curious why it's only, it's like, okay, because this happens once a year. Yes. Yeah. So, like, they only need just a little bit? Like, it's a whole town. I guess. Also, I have to, like, we seem to be conflating, like, ghosts, zombies, and vampires into one, yes, like, omega creature. Three. <laughs> so this... This raises a great question where I really think that like halfway through this book, Jovial Bob was like, um, <laughs> where, where do we go from here, gang? Because <laughs> like, it really seems like the start of the book up until Ray shows up is ghosts. Yes. Yeah. It seems like it's just ghosts. And then Ray shows up and the, the concept of ghosts gets a little hinky. Yeah. <laughs> suddenly they're like playing baseball and stuff. 
And then it goes full on literally Return of the Living Dead, where they're like, oh, no, there is a factory explosion. And like all the factory workers and everyone in town got poisoned by death gas yeah. and became the living dead. Well, it was like a plastic factory, yes, right? Yes, yes, It's just wild because it's like literally how the zombies happen in Return of the Living Dead. Like the, <laughs> the, the gas just tr- kills everyone. Oh, you're totally right. Yeah. I totally yeah, you're one hundred percent right. And, and like they they but they can't die. They they die, but they cannot peacefully die. So they have to keep feeding on the living. Um, they find this out because they find Mister Doss's tombstone uh, when he takes them to the cemetery. Which if you're like, I know your parents are. They drive back to the fucking cemetery in a town full of zombies. Come on, gang. <laughs> Come yeah. On. <laughs> But Josh broke the dang flashlight. Damn it. And, uh, but we do see that, like, I guess because they haven't fed, maybe, like, Mr. Dawes has become, like, full Zombo. And is like, his skin is peeling off and, like, loose and, like, melting on his face. And Josh, like, throws the flashlight at him and it splits his head open. Yeah. And, like, his skull comes out. <laughs> Yo, it's funny because it, she's, like, I, I, she tells Josh to run, but he's already running. He yeah. like he mm-hmm. bolts. He leaves Amanda behind. <laughs> like he throws the flashlight and just gets the fuck out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Run. <laughs> like this kid's a dick. <laughs> so, so like all the town like rises from their graves, combining zombie ghost stuff. I don't think they mentioned them like climbing out of their graves. They mentioned them, like floating out, like like. And they're like, like floating from the cemetery, approaching the amphitheater where their mom and dad are. And Amanda and Josh are like, we gotta push this tree over. <laughs> so, so chapter 17 it ends with them pushing the tree and it doesn't work. Yeah. Like, oh like, no. Oh no. What? And then chapter 18 is like, oh no, it didn't work though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you hear uh, Jovial Bob being like, uh well that would be a really cool idea if it didn't work and they'd have to figure out something to do that makes for a really good cliffhanger but i can't think of anything else so fuck it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and like the whole town dies instantly yeah it's so good <laughs> it's like they all melt but then karen like looks over at amanda with her eyes falling out of her head and is like Thank you, Amanda. Yes, yes. starts yes. thanking her. She thanks her, and they have to um, cover their hands over their ears because the 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 town is dying at once, and they're just yeah. making all these disgusting noises. Yeah. Oh my god. Years of therapy to get past Dude, this moment. Holy shit. Oh my god. And so then, if I remember, if I remember correctly, uh, then they run back home, mm-hmm. and this is the end of the book where they run back home, start packing up all their stuff. Thankfully, like Mario uh, said earlier, um, they did still have a house to go back to because they hadn't sold their previous house yet. Yeah. Um, so they start packing up, and as they're leaving, Amanda goes back to grab something. And no, she's... she she just feels compelled to just look at the house. Yeah, she just is like, I had to look at yeah, it. Yeah, okay. yeah. It would be better, honestly, it'd be better if she had to grab something, but unfortunately, Jovial Bob didn't get that no, one. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm editorializing a little bit, but... Um, Jovial Bob just went with a compulsion. Yeah, compulsion. <laughs> and so... From there, Amanda sees someone who looks like Mr. Dawes. Well, yeah, because when she's standing there, a whole new family comes. Yep. And they're like, wait, who are you? And I I love this part where she says, she explains to the kid who asked her, I, uh, I used to live in your house. She found herself answering and then thinks that she sees Mr. Dawes and then 
runs to the car and then get the hell out of and there. And then gets the hell out of there. Yeah. Which, so, which, like, if that happened, if you were just moving in and that happened, like, I would be like, Mom, Dad, get back in the car. <laughs> get back in the car. This ain't worth <laughs> Get out of here. Also, what's the little... Also, get a dog. <laughs> I, I I I love that and it threw me for a loop because my first thought was, oh no, they're somehow like dead and this has been a dream I, of the entire that time. Is or the imp- that like, seems same to be thought. the implication. Same thought I had. But but it's it, it says like I didn't look back, I slammed the car door behind me and we sped away. So and when like, I first read it, I was really confused. I was like, wait a minute. Are they ghosts? Yeah. yeah. Because the reason why we think that is because earlier on the ghost children say, yeah. I used to live in your house. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that the house was the the place where everyone came back to and blah, blah, blah. Uh, or that they got new, new quote unquote blood to get in and then suck them out and then, you know, discard them. Amanda saying that seems to implicate, it seems to indicate that, th- that she is dead and that their family is dead. Yeah. And that something happened where there. This is like part of the process that they didn't escape. Or it's just yeah, a metaphor. It's it's because it happens so fast. Yeah. yeah. It's like they they all people die and then they're moving back home. Yep. <laughs> and it's like it feels like a dream sequence. Yeah. yeah it yeah. really doesn't. It, it works and it's simultaneously like it it, it doesn't give you closure and, and it's mm-hmm. like it kind of works because it doesn't do that. Yeah. But at the same time, if. If we are to just assume that they are alive and that they are leaving, which definitely the um, show seems to indicate is the actual ending uh, with a little twist to it that we have to talk about. Yeah. But um, Amanda not alerting (laughs) the fucking family to what is happening. Or at least to throw another fucking halogen light at uh, Dawes' head, his cute, (laughs) handsome head. That was Arl Stein, or sorry, a jovial ball being like, no, I'm going to find a way to get her to say the same thing these other kids did. I'm just going to fucking end this shit so good. Yo, it's like a metaphor. It feels like he <laughs> hadn't figured out how to do a twist yet. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like he, he, it's like he wrote that and was like, this feels right. But then his brain was like, no, 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 what? No, no. <laughs> and then he just like <laughs> sent it out and it was yeah. like, wait, fuck. That kind of doesn't make sense whatever (laughs) (laughs) but i guess that's you know it's why it works because you're like i mean it is it's it's, it sticks with you yeah it's like you you don't there's something to debate you have to assume that they that they left and they're okay but it's unsettling um that she doesn't tell the family this new family like doesn't warn them off even thinks she sees like it's like did she just go right back into questioning herself mode again you yeah. know, when she thinks she sees, is that Mr. Dolls? No, it could. Or she's just like, fuck it, I don't care. Fuck this family. They can die, for, you know, for all I, I care. Mean, and they're just like, you know. I, like she, yeah, I guess she's still in the questioning herself mode, but I do appreciate that her immediate response is, let's just get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Guys. How the fuck yeah. Get out. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Y'all on your own. <laughs> I'm out. She learned, she learned Jovial Bob's lesson. Always run. Always run. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Always run. It. Yeah. So, There's like a sad metaphor for that, though, isn't there? Because like the cycle is repeating just because like, the one family who could do something and got out chose decided, yeah, chose not to. They were just like, no, fuck it. Mm. Yeah, well, not the whole family, just fucking Amanda. Most of, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, they were still in the car. Yeah. Like, she gets beat Yeah, they didn't at. even know. Yeah, they didn't even know. She <laughs> felt that compulsion to, like, look. But, <laughs> oh, man. See, and then there's the, the idea that, like, okay, well, if they are ghost zombie vampire people now because of that, what's implied with that line, does that mean that they're going out to a new town? 
to to like fuck that town up? I don't think so. If anything, they would just go back home, quickly find out they can't be in the daylight and die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're going to die in the car when the sun pops out. They're going to crash. Yeah. <laughs> Story Which, ends. <laughs> I think that they are fine and that the cycle is continuing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. point is that you you know, trust your gut, always run. He's got to get out. <laughs> of I mean, it makes sense that Mr. Dolls like didn't die he was still like standing up at when they ran yeah. so if he didn't he get did, hit then yeah he, just, like, he didn't get hit with the light because so. they do describe that's true the um there's one part where at the amphitheater she's describing the people if they she questions or she thinks that maybe they were coming out of their grave but that they looked like they were being compelled as well so they were like very zombie-ish yeah and so mr dolls is maybe just like you know on a pattern on repeat like no matter what like we just gotta yeah. Bring more. Yeah, I guess that's true. You don't actually see Dawes die, so yeah, and they must have expected them to die because that family came that morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they thought for sure. No, these. Wait, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense, though. Then because they said this happens once a year, right? Oh God! Now we start questioning. Maybe the they ru- <laughs> maybe they rushed it because the that family got away. Maybe because Maybe. the Bensons got away. Well, yeah, but then how close was that family then to this town that they could come within hours to come check out? I don't know. Maybe it took them a year to move back. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> You're right. Like maybe it just took them like a few days. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. To like get their shit out of that house. <laughs> Even though I would have left like I wouldn't have. I would have left all my shit there. And that's what the family does. Well, in the show. Yes. <laughs> in the show. Excellent segue. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the show. Let's definitely talk about that. Um, because there are a surprising amount of differences. Oh, yeah. I was shocked at how different it was. Yeah. I could not believe it. I, I was glad since I'd watched that first that, that I was getting like this different experience. Yeah, totally. Because it's that different. So, yeah, the uh, Welcome to Dead House uh, Part 1 and 2 was released June 29th, 1997 on the second season of the Goosebumps TV show. Well into uh, Goosebumps Mania. Like, I would think that the first season came out, like, maybe a year after um, Goosebumps really took off. I think you're right. Yeah, this was still well into, like, people love Goosebumps. I mean, even now, like, we're still getting Goosebumps movies and stuff, so. I I don't think that the, like, I think that Haunted Mask was such a huge hit. Yes. But it would not have been one if Goosebumps had not already been popular. Yeah. The ground had already been, like, seeded for that to be a huge like runaway hit. Yeah. But yeah, Welcome to Dead House was basically a, a, a two-parter. If I remember correctly, it was aired uh, one part right after the other um, as like a sort of uh, made-for-TV type thing uh, on the second season of the Goosebumps um, show. And yeah, it contains a bunch of differences between the book. Uh, so it starts off a, a similarly with the family coming to... Um, uh, Dark Falls. It skips the first two chapters of the book, basically. Yes. So, like, it skips the the coming to the house and checking it out. Yeah. It skips the having friends back home. It skips the PD running away and comes straight into they are moving in today. Yep. Today's moving day. I, I don't even think that they came out to check out the place. I think that yeah. they, like yeah. they just came out and just immediately got it, which is funny because one of the main differences between the book and the show is that in the book. They inherited the house. Yep. And that's like why they came over. That's why it was such a big thing. In the show, they just got a really good deal. Yeah. Which is kind of wild because the house looks like absolute shit. Yep. Yeah. 
I mean, it's a fixer-upper, okay, but, like, even still. Daddy wanted to be a writer real bad. Real, real bad. <laughs> like, that house was, well, I don't know what they're paying, but. The mm. whole town looks like shit. It yeah. just does not look like a place that you would want to live in. Exactly. That's, like, the, the impression I got from the book was that the house was old and needed work. But was still like a big house, yes, uh, yeah, and, like impressive, and that the neighborhood also was cold and dark. Those two things were true, but still like a neighborhood where people lived, right? The show there are houses with boarded up windows, yeah. Like, yep. Clearly, no one lives here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very telegraphed. Like right when you see the the neighborhood, that it's like, oh boy, this this place. Also, I find it very funny that um, in order to get the town to look darker than like it would normally, they just uh, stop down exposure on the cameras. Yeah, <laughs> and it was it, yeah. They, a kind of like a day for night type thing going on the entire time they're outside, and it's just like okay. All right. <laughs> uh, we really couldn't figure out a way to get this stuff from the book to happen in the show, which is fine. It's fine. You know, you got to make compromises. It's it's also so, so weird. Well, thinking of compromises, right? It's like, it's so weird that our, Joga Bob gives them so many jump scares they could use for TV. Yeah. So many. But they ditch so many of them in favor of bizarre ones. Yes. Like Amanda going inside because she sees the kid in the window as she did the fur in the book. She sees someone in their, in their home and she goes upstairs. She goes in. But instead of going upstairs to like check out her room as she did in the book, naturally, Petey, who is a collie instead of a terrier, mm-hmm. it should be noted, way bigger. So all these scenes where like Josh was like picking up Petey and like holding him back does not, not possible. Yeah, no. <laughs> Cannot do that. It's in the book. There's uh, when they when the PD runs away in the very beginning. They go. They get after him. This described as the dog. Or, or I'm sorry, not the dog. The dad throwing, literally throwing the dog in the back, which I think <laughs> would be a little bit more difficult <laughs> with this dog in the show. Yeah, this dog is definitely like a medium, a good medium sized dog. Yeah, it's it's a TV dog. Yes, yes. it is a yes. it is a lassie type TV dog. Uh, but so PD runs upstairs and their mom is like, Amanda, go get PD as if they, you live here. <laughs> he, he can go for he wants, man. <laughs> so she goes up and inside of this dark room, completely dark, Mr. Dawes is just sitting there. Yes. Yep. Yes. Weirdo. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? He was just like, uh, what, what was his excuse? He, it was so restful that he just took a nap. Yeah. yeah. And th- but the way that he wakes up from that nap is by creepily reaching out his hand to, like, touch Amanda, for, like, oh, from behind. Oh, but he does He just turns on the light. Yeah, but, oh, also, his hand lying. goes to the light. And... Because that's who Amanda sees in the window. She sees him. So when he just looked at him and then he decided to sit for 30 seconds. <laughs> it's so weird. And if I remember correctly, uh, Amanda screams at the top of her fucking lungs. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, it scares the up. shit out of her. And uh, Dawes is just like, what? to the point where it was weird because the whole family heard like in the context of the show the whole family runs upstairs like what happened what's going on and mr dawes is just standing there like what (laughs) what did i do i just like to take a little nap (laughs) It's, it's so weird it's so strange it it's like it just doesn't make any sense which you have so many jump scares to choose from and to make up one that bad and then oh god also we should note that dawes 
not the same character as the book. No, no, no. No, no dimple anywhere. Yes. <laughs> he's not young, no dimple. Handsome, sure. <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's an old guy, you know? He just looks like an old guy. He's got like a Paul F. Tompkins, but a little hat. thicker. Does he? No, he's got like a fedora. Yeah, yeah. he's got a, like a weird yeah fedora type thing. But the other thing that I should mention real quick um, is that the house is also described in the book as a red brick house, mm-hmm. like specifically brick. Yeah. And both the show, which the show totally understand, totally get why, you know, hey, we just couldn't find this specific house that yeah. had like the, the specific room that's described in the book. You know, the, the, the sunroom or whatever that was, like the the place that Amanda really loved and really took yeah, to. Yeah, her house is a shit mm-hmm. show in, yeah, the, it's, in it's, the show. Yeah. I mean, her room. Oh, it looks like room. trash. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but not only did the show not do that, but also the cover of the book just, uh, portrays the, the um, house as like a wooden, like a, a tr- tr- yeah. traditional wooden panel house. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, except it has like marble columns. Yeah. Yes. What the yes. hell is that? Well, that's, oh, that's just so common. Like, I, especially like, well, I was thinking of like all the like romance books, novels that I've read where they have like this generic dude. On, yeah, like yes. I have one where this dude was like older and he was like blind, missing an eye, and on the covers this like hot Scotsman <laughs> <laughs> with like both eyes and <laughs> long hair and just didn't look like the dude. In the front. Hey, you had a glass eye. You know. That's this house. That's this <laughs> house. house is the blind Scotsman. <laughs> of- <laughs> But yeah, so immediately we're treated to one of the weirdest additions. Oh my god! To dude. the TV show, <laughs> the the wreath. The wreath. Dude, what, what the fuck is the wreath? <laughs> Which I, we have to note is fucking hideous. It's, it looks like absolute dog shit. The, the dad specifically says that it's like it looks awful. He yes. hates it's it. horrible. And he actually, the whole family thought that 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 wreath had been thrown away. But the, apparently the mom just put it into storage and forgot about it until well, now. He, he he made her put it in storage, and I think the kids didn't even know it existed. They did not. And he said he thought he threw it away. Yeah, oh, there okay, was a line okay. about him throwing it she, away. Oh, okay. You are correct that he made her put it away, and he f- said that he thought he got rid of it. Okay. So, like, <laughs> he lied to their mother. <laughs> <laughs> Which, hey, this is better grounds for a fight than fucking crispy bacon. But, you know. But the wreath is, like... We'll get to it, but the wreath is one of the biggest, weirdest, also helps make sense of one of the biggest plot holes in the store, in the book. But in the show, it just comes off as like, what is that hideous goddamn thing that they, that they, everybody seems, that she seems to love. But is just what, what is that? It looks like a thing that like your great aunt would have made after like one trip to Hobby Lobby. Like she got really into crafting, read one Hallmark catalog or whatever. It was like, all right, let's go. And put some fucking feathers and Dude, some beads. Some fucking hot glue. leaves yes. on some shit. It was like, now here you go, mom. Now don't throw this away because this is a good luck charm. Yes, like we, my grandma, my great grandma would make all these like, she would crochet and make these outfits for dolls and they all became heirlooms and we just passed them on and they were creepy so by the time i got them i was throwing them away (laughs) (laughs) that wreath is this but like worse because it's actually so disgustingly ugly that it's creepy i mean it looks so appropriate for their absolute like shitty house (laughs) den of squalor (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh god! <laughs> it's like, and she puts it over their fucking mantle. Yeah, like, like she's fucking proud of perfect moment. I'd be terrified of putting that in front of uh, up on the mantle because that thing looks flammable as fuck. Well, isn't it covered? Like, isn't it like in glass or, it is. or something? It is. It is. <laughs> oh, was it? Oh, yeah. I thought. Oh, yeah, I it was see framed. The oh, okay, it's it was like, framed. Yeah, framed. They framed it's a wreath. They framed a fucking wreath. <laughs> Oh my god, someone at the prop department had a fucking great time making that goddamn hideous thing. Dawes in the book is so cool, like cool as a cucumber, like, oh, in the show, he is the least subtle person. Holy yes. shit, he's like sweating. Petey comes out and starts barking, he's like, oh, get this fucking dog away from me. <laughs> yeah, get it's not even, out of here. It's not even like an acting thing. It's They specifically wanted a reaction out of that actor who plays Dawes, and they keep cutting back to his face, like, they'll cut to the dog they'll cut to Petey like barking at Dawes and then it'll cut to Dawes and he'll be just like <gasps> his eyes are bugging out he's like <gasps> <laughs> get that dog away from me <laughs> and then they go out of the living room and they put the wreath up and the entire t- time Dawes is like sweating yes <laughs> like, yes sweating like, bullets Jordan Peele sweating like <laughs> <laughs> and it's just telegraphed so fucking badly it's just like oh okay I think I see what's going on here. Whereas in the book, it was just like, oh, huh. Everything else is basically kind of the same, except except one of my favorite differences from the book is that every person in the town, mm-hmm. I guess because they, they tried to get the town to be dark. They tried to get yep. everything to look like not too sunny, but still it comes across as like, oh, they're out in the daytime. It's daytime out, the sun's out. Mm-hmm. So if you think about the way that the the plot twists happened at the end where you know uh, the sun is bad for these people i guess the, someone on the on the writing staff was like uh there's kind of a plot hole here where if they're out in the daytime why wouldn't they just burst into flames i know let's give everybody hats yes. <laughs> let's have everybody every wear hats yes. wearing a hat. <laughs> every single person all the kids all the adults and all the kids are wearing all, all the girls have like the blossom hat on yes Every yes. single kid looks like a special episode of Blossom has walked so on. Oh, man. Also, it's like the same events as the show, as a book, but like with no downtime. All the events happen in very quick succession. So like they meet Ray and then instantly the kids show up with the baseball bats yes. and they don't yep. even waste any time pretending. Like they're immediately like, all right, time, let's go. Let's go gang. <laughs> but instead of like resolving this problem with Dawes showing up, the sun comes out and they're like, we got to go guys. See you later. <laughs> it just happens so fast. Like Ray's like, I used to live in your house. And then Karen shows up. And she's like, I used to live in your house. <laughs> like, oh, okay. So uh, were there, were there any other really big, like differences i do remember them recreating the the cover of stay out of the basement on a certain point i mean like the parents are like the parents different yes they come off as like your kind of standard typical stupid <laughs> also when you like it, it, almost the first scene when you drive in there's a sign on a fence that says chemicals yes with like a board closed over it. Yeah, yeah like closed yeah which gives it away immediately yeah it's just I, like i want to say in the show later on they're like why didn't you tell us this town was a chemical town or what doesn't they doesn't that does they say that i don't know it's been a he does he does he does yeah and it's like there's a sign everywhere yeah <laughs> which which really solidifies like the idea that in the show they just didn't do their due diligence. They didn't go out and research this place. They didn't look it up. They didn't. They, yeah. Like, they just didn't even think to drive out there to try the place on for a size. Nope. You know, they just 
or like fucking bite the bullet, go for it. I mean, the dad says like in passing, like now the town fell on hard times or whatever. Yeah. Which it's like, why would you move here? First of all, if you know that. Yeah. And then I think later he's like, I don't think we were really aware of just how bad things were in this town. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> Lily, look next door to you. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, everyone looks fucking dead. Everyone yeah. looks dead. They visibly Everybody. look dead. <laughs> they look sick. They're literally, they pass a guy in his garage and he looks like a fucking corpse. Yes. <laughs> he looks like literally a zombie just out, just hanging out in his garage. Also, uh, Karen's parents are characters in this story now. Oh, that's right. right. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, that's yes. Right. I How do. Yes, 100%. Or, yeah. yeah, that'll that'll come into play later along with the fucking In one of the dumbest scenes. <laughs> incredible. So good. So incredible. I guess there's a bigger plot surrounding, well, not a bigger plot, but they're trying to get the, is it Karen? Who's trying to get Amanda to get rid of this wreath Well, now. yeah, that comes yes. later. Okay. Um, yeah, but up until, uh, like, we're still, like, middle of the of the show. Like, I do not, there's one specific, there's a reason I don't want to jump to that point right now is because there is also, like, the haunting stuff that happens in the show is put in way starker contrast because uh, there there are, there is physical evidence now mm-hmm. that there are things happening and the parents are still like must be a raccoon or something i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah there's i mean for okay at one point uh, a, a jet an actual woman is in amanda's room yes like screaming at her yeah like get out get out you have to get out oh that's right and then uh instead of like so in the book one of the key things in, in amanda's room is that her um curtains continually blow or billow uh despite the fact that her window is closed and they're like well there probably is a hole somewhere or it's like a drafty window or something Uh, no in the show there's just a giant fucking hole in amanda's wall (laughs) leading to god knows where (laughs) yeah for real like that's and that's how all the zombie vampire like uh ghost children are getting in and how everybody is able to like fuck with her yeah her dad her dad patches it up and the next night the show literally shows a hand punched <laughs> and her dad's like it must have been a raccoon <laughs> so yeah um that's when uh the things really start to deviate toward the middle to end like once the haunting stuff uh, is over with and then uh once pd start uh, runs off that's when things are like okay what is going on now yeah um because that's when um a lot of the differences converge into what rachel was talking about earlier which is the wreath so there is a whole like everything basically happens very similarly um but then uh when the kids get back after getting um harassed in the graveyard um, if I remember correctly, they're harassed by the other kids, and I don't remember exactly where. Like the the graveyard in the show is not in the center of town anymore. It's like in the fucking woods. Yeah, it's yeah. in the woods, and like... you gotta like climb over a fence to get in there. It's very weird. The locations in the show don't have a lot of clarity. Like they're just in the woods a lot. Yeah. And there's no amphitheater because <laughs> no, how not. the fuck are they going to find that in real life? So but, yeah, so instead the ghost just 
hang out. Yeah, <laughs> which is super fucking funny because it just looks like a bunch of LARPers, like, <laughs> or like the, the zombie run, like a bunch of people doing that yes. shit in the middle of the fucking woods. So intermittently, a couple other characters. So Karen's mom comes over and like gives them muffins or some shit, and uh, she looks like she walked out of the 1930s, uh, and which is not weird. And definitely stares <laughs> at the the heirloom, and like yeah, like, so, yeah. So uh, she is also unsubtle. Petey goes crazy on her. She looks at the heirloom like, oh my god, what is that? Karen comes over. She's like, Amanda, that heirloom, that's we. I get a bad vibe from it. That's no good. That's no good. <laughs> so, like, they're in the graveyard looking for Petey, and they find the LARPers. The whole, the whole town is there. Their mayor is, like, fucking Mayor McCheese-looking <laughs> guy. Yeah. Like, with like a ribbon that says I'm the mayor. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's super ridiculous. And they're all just talking about how hungry they are and how they can't eat yet because of reasons. And there is a specific line where they're like, okay, no, you're going to go first. You're going to be able to feed first because you, you've you gone without food the longest. And then you're going to go. Like they're trying to figure out the order in which they're going to suck <laughs> the blood out of these kids. Yes. And uh, the other thing that we should mention before they get back, because it's right around here that the kids freak out. Amanda and Josh run back home and then lock the doors and start <laughs> barricading the windows and walls with cardboard boxes. But <laughs> um, there is one major difference, uh, and that is Petey. Uh, Petey is uh, just uh, right now, he's just running off. We don't know where he goes. We don't know where he's at. They do see him, and he does smell bad. But no one mentions that he's dead. No, no one, one mentions, mentions that. that he's dead. No one's mentioned that, I don't think at this point, that they killed him or anything like that. No, but yes, no, there, was, no. there was the, oh, he smells bad. So now we're at the dead house <laughs> with, where the kids have barricaded, the kids and the parents have barricaded themselves inside the dead house with all of these people banging on the windows with, um, what was her name? Uh, the, the other, Karen? Karen's parents. Karen and Karen's parents. And, and Karen. And Karen's Karen's dad was there, right? Because he was he was like yeah. super like silent, not saying jack shit. <laughs> they they like barricade themselves, and the kids run in. They're like, "Oh my god, the, the town is full of dead people." And the parents are like, "What are you talking about?" Karen's parents come out and look. Like, yep, it's true. The whole <laughs> town zombies. We knew it's it because of that damn wreath. We think that, that, that they popped <laughs> yeah. up. But but they're like, the, the, the dad specifically says it was after the factory exploded. And that the town zombies, and I guess they just neglected to mention this to them at any point until now. Like, they knew the whole time, but didn't mention the zombie thing. No big deal. We didn't think it would come up. <laughs> <laughs> we thought you would find out eventually. Well, they didn't expect anyone would bring in a fucking wreath looking like you know, a bad luck wreath. So, so, so ugly would wake the so, dead. Yeah, the, the, the Karen and her mom are like, it's that wreath that's doing it. <laughs> you just told us the zombies have been here since the factory exploded. <laughs> oh, but they're usually fine. They're usually so even-tempered, the and now they're all fucking... Up. It's just like the most contrived, obvious bullshit ploy. Oh, yeah. It makes no sense, and the parents are like, yeah, let's destroy the wreath. I mean, the dad was already looking for a fucking reason, any reason true. to destroy that true. goddamn thing. But the mom took very, very little, like, it needed very convincing. little convincing to, to throw that shit in the fire. Oh, man. I love as soon as she, like, is, is convinced, and she's like, oh, this is bad, and throws it into the fire, they all start laughing. It's yep. like, ha stupid fuck, you idiot, <laughs> dumbass. That was the only reason that we weren't attacking you in the first place. Which, 
is revealed that apparently it really was a good luck wreath. It really was. Yeah. Prevent- that is the reason why none of them had attacked them at that point. Because they yep. had a fucking good luck wreath that, you know, the power of its hideousness was preventing <laughs> them from getting their blood drained dry. Like they were going to get them on day one. But because the wreath yep. showed up, they were like, oh, come on. <laughs> oh, fuck. No one told me they had a wreath. <laughs> so uh, when the wreath is destroyed, they're basically... Uh, uh, backed into a corner they're 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 basically like uh pushed upstairs by the ensuing mob of zombos which by the way they they've been doing this uh, specific effect throughout the show that i thought was very entertaining there is a color correction technique uh where you where you basically do a mask on a on the picture and then you can choose like specifically to desaturate or oversaturate or adjust in the show what they do is they draw the mask on them and then just arbitrarily desaturate their skin which is, it, as the it's so fucking funny because they're they just look like normal people with a little bit of zombie prosthetics on and the, there are specific moments where they actually fade the the normal look to like a more des- desaturated look and it looks so fucking bad and uh i need to mention that at the very end because something incredible happened <laughs> but uh so yeah they're basically pushed upstairs they're they're backed into uh the corner in in uh i think it's amanda's room it's the kids against the wall uh, the window the boarded up windows at the very back end of this of the of the attic or wherever they are maybe amanda's room and the parents are taken by the zombies. And that's when they start to, uh, you know, say like, okay, you eat first and then you eat second. And then, so this is what we're going to do. No one jump in right now. They're, they're having a, a fucking elongated argument about who's going to eat who when. And that's when the kids are like, wait, there's the sun's out. We can break these boards and let the, the light in and it'll cook all the zombos. And so they immediately turn around. I think the mayor sees what they're up to, or or is it uh, the uh, Dawes? It's the it's it's the girl. Um, oh yeah, Karen, yeah, you're right. Yeah, right? it's the girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah. What does she say? She she I basically like begs for her life or something. Is like, I like you. Oh yeah, that's right. She tries to kiss her she ass. She definitely is like, it doesn't hurt to die. We can be best friends. Which the which it was the line from the book because I think yeah. it's um. Mr. Dawes, maybe, or is it Roy? Was this, what's that kid's name? Ray or Roy? I can't Ray. never Ray. remember. One of them tells Amanda, like, it doesn't hurt to die. Yeah, right. Yeah, yes. Yes. yeah, you're totally right. But then, you know, Amanda calls her bullshit and is like, you already lied to me once. Fuck you. And then yeah. rips the thing down. And then they all just turn into a pile of clothes and dust. <laughs> and it's great. Can you imagine, though, if this was like the Amanda from the book and she would have been like, oh, yeah, maybe all this happening isn't just you know, you know, in my imagination. You're right. <laughs> maybe this is all in my head. Maybe the blood being drained out of my neck is all in my head. That's true. It's true. <laughs> TV Amanda has no time for this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she knows it's fucked up from day one. Yep. She's like, there's a guy in this room. There's a hole in my wall. There's a girl yelling at me. This this place is fucking haunted. <laughs> so yeah, and then uh, so what happens is the fucking greatest change from the book to the show. Yeah, genuinely a for ten points. Uh, <laughs> like, incredible. incredible. 10, out of ten. Fucking I, I. Okay, they uh, all of the people in the town have been turned into dust. Uh, desaturated dust and clothes. Uh, I would like to note that as they're leaving, Dawes is still alive. Uh, like there are a few like running around outside their house and Dawes like 
They're they're fleeing. They get in the car, and Doc runs out. He goes, "Wait, I need you. Oh, that's <laughs> right. I'm yeah. hungry. I'm hungry." <laughs> Incredible so, line delivery. So good. So they pile into the car, and they drive out of Dark Falls. And as they're driving out, they're having a great time. Like, yeah, we did it. Everything's great. <laughs> they make a joke about stopping for lunch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then who's on the side of the road? Petey. 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 And I was yelling at the TV, Petey. no, you don't. Don't you touch that goddamn dog. <laughs> you stay so, away there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they get Petey. They put him in the back of the car. And as they're driving off, suddenly Josh goes, oh, you stink. And then Petey, <laughs> the color of his fur desaturates. He, tur- he starts turning black and white. His eyes start glowing, and they all start screaming. <laughs> Petey got him. <laughs> they're dead. <laughs> they're dead. In the show, they're dead. <laughs> In the show, they get all, they all get mauled to death on Can the honestly, fucking Petey highway. Kills all of them, and then Petey kills. Jovial Bob Stein. Yeah. <laughs> because in the closing segment, we have to, rev- like, I think, like, you know, probably for TV network standard, you're like, you can't have the dog be a zombie. And you're like, okay, all right. So they have this scene where Arl Stein it co- cuts back to him because he introduced the show. It cuts back to him, again, a man who in his life has never acted. <laughs> <laughs> and he's talking to Petey. He's saying, like, Petey, for a dog, you're a great actor. That was acting, right, Petey? Who then turns gray again. <laughs> and Arl Stein's like, well, I guess I'm fucking dead. <laughs> Goodbye. You do, I, honestly, I remember the two kids like turning around in their seat. It felt more like a comedy than any. Like they didn't yeah. really look horrified. It was just like, oh, <laughs> surprise. Like, I was half <laughs> expecting it to be like, oh, well. I guess we got a zombie dog. <laughs> no screaming, no nothing. They just turned and it was like, oh. <laughs> the best part about that ending is that that dog, I love that dog. I love that, that dog is so cute and adorable. Mm-hmm. And he's just looking like he's having the time of his life in that car. He's got his trainer <laughs> over just outside of the camera who's telling him to bark when he needs to. And he's getting treats all day. And he's just like, I'm the best boy. And then they desaturate him and give him evil eyes to try yeah. and trick you into thinking that he's not the best boy, it's but bad. he's the best boy. It's bad. It doesn't work. It's so interesting. It's like what the show, but like the show is a complete mess. Yeah. Like the it, like the narrative does not work at all. The rething is bizarre, fucking weird. <laughs> but like the sequence where all the people in town are like trying to bust in the windows is pretty cool. Like yeah. it's a pretty good zombie yeah. sequence. Definitely and... playing up the zombie angle because you know definitely. the ghost stuff is really prominent. Like definitely earlier on, especially with that zombie girl. Who, what the fuck? Who was that? Like I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. it ever talks about her. Nope. nope. She's never given any kind of like it's just this girl who's most likely uh, uh someone uh, one of the girls who died um in that house f- from all that shit that happened and was fed on and she fucking kicked the bucket. But in like, you know, the 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 book there the at, at a certain point the zombies are floating at a certain point like what you don't have any idea of what they are but in the show it's like no they're zombies no it's 100 yeah. they're zombies like yeah let, let's not even fuck around like the the prosthetics the makeup like everything is just screams zombie absolutely 
It's like if you could merge the TV show and the book and keep the part with the zombies trying to bust in, but then also keep the part where their skin melts off and their eyes come out. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> it would be a perfect blend of this. And also if Petey got in the car and then did the, <laughs> the yes. zombie at the end of the book. In the in the book, Petey's also described when they when they find him, he looks like I can't remember the exact wording, but he's like constantly looking down as if he's yeah. aware of his deadness and just He's sad. He yeah, yeah, to, you're right. Yeah, yeah, it's super fucking sad. Yeah, and I don't think I communicated that properly enough when I said that that was one of the points where it was like, oh, this is like, this is way better than I remember. It's not because like, oh hell yeah, they killed the fucking dog. It's it's because of the way that uh, uh, jovial Bob like the way that he there's a logic to what the the ghosts are doing it's there's a logic to what the zombies are doing there's a logic to why they did what they did and why some of the scares happened earlier and so in that way it plays as kind of a twist but also the way that they, that he writes Petey is very like tragic it's sad yeah, yeah. and yeah. with yeah. josh running after him just being and then amanda having a line where it's like i didn't have i, I oh no josh doesn't know that he's dead yeah and it's really yeah. fucking sad. And so anyway, that's kind of where I was going with that one. But yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's it's definitely like, PD seems to know he's dead. He's definitely portrayed differently after being dead. Like he's, he's distant and doesn't seem to be like aware of where he is, you know, or who people are. It's, 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 it is very uh, unsettling. It's an unsettling sequence uh, versus now he's gray. <laughs> Yeah, exact same dog, but gray. <laughs> that's that's one. There's one um, difference in the show I liked where when you're when they're in the cemetery and they're coming across what seems to be like or what you would think of as like the town's authorities. You have like a mayor. I think there's a dude in a police officer or something like that. Police officer. Yeah. yeah, there's a dude um, in like a hazmat suit or something yeah, like the random hazmat guy. Anyone you would have think would probably been involved with this stupid factory being here and causing this issue is still the same people involved in trying to figure out who's going to get what, who's going to eat first, you know. It's got this, like, metaphor. Yeah, like, the the authority figures are, like, yeah, the ones who are kind of at the forefront of the the horrors that are going on, I guess. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I mean... Jovial, as Jovial Bob has always said, absolute power corrupts absolutely. <laughs> it's very... <laughs> but yeah, overall, I think uh, the book is way better than the show. Oh, yeah. Yes. Except the ending. The ending of the show is just so bad it's good. And I love I love seeing Petey. And uh, FYI, I did double check. I know no one cares, but I double checked the dog at the beginning of the Goosebumps theme song where, you know, the the uh, famous uh, bark, 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 bark in the yes. Goosebumps song. <laughs> yes. uh, that dog is not Petey. That dog no, is a different no. dog. Um, yes. I, I went back and I double checked. I was hoping that it was Petey and that way we could have a running joke of it being <laughs> Petey. <laughs> it was Petey all along. It was Petey all along. <laughs> PD all the way down but yeah um so what'd you guys think of the show or yeah the show compared to the book the book compared to the show well i mean i <laughs> i thought the i enjoyed the book a whole lot better mm. i mean that's just that's kind of so common that you know you would enjoy the book more yeah but normally it's because you're kind of getting in the minds of the characters but in this case the plot was so different and 
it was just done better in in the show or sorry in the book yeah the book is like a thousand times better than the show by a by wide margin it's like it's i mean for one thing it has more time to make to have events make sense and and like have things build to a conclusion and then there's the fact that the show just goes completely off the rails in part two and like the wreath thing is so wild <laughs> they couldn't use a cross <laughs> so no like, it had to be a fucking <laughs> like wreath. wreath that looks like it's made of potpourri <laughs> <laughs> just they like, fucking poured a potpourri on hot glue <laughs> just, <laughs> it's just like oh, that's it we got it um so uh what's next for you can't scare me well episode two is going to be wait for it stay out of the basement and with that <gasps> we are going to have a well actually uh before that i got sorry i got the the um segments confused before that let's do a fun little exercise everyone ready yeah sure alternate titles let's come up with alternate titles of welcome to dead house and rachel no, 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 no. No? I don't. I'm not ready. <laughs> okay, I'll go first then. Okay. I'm having Mario do everything first, so I'll do it. Uh, how about um, Everybody Sucks? <laughs> okay. Mm, no, it's not scary. Not scary? Oh, well. Uh, Every, everybody's dead and they suck. Everybody's dead <laughs> and they suck. <laughs> uh, I have one. Okay. But it worked for the show, probably. And it would be neighborhood of the living dead oh i like that that's That's good that's good that's nice how about um uh believe the puppy (laughs) (laughs) you're coming up with cute ones i know Uh, any any story with the dog Petey was right (laughs) Petey was right (laughs) dead dogs do bark (laughs) (laughs) that's really good that's pretty good that's pretty good (laughs) Um, uh, how about uh, attack of the zombie vampire ghost people? <laughs> oh no! How about uh, there goes the neighborhood? <laughs> ooh, ooh! Oh no! That wait, would, be that really would make a better tagline. that would make a better tagline. You're absolutely that right. would be such a good tagline. Oh, there goes the ooh. neighborhood. Anyone got any others? That it? I think I don't know. Ghost <laughs> town. Ghost town. <laughs> ghost town. Ooh, ghost town kind of works, doesn't it? Wait, I think <laughs> ghost town is actually a <laughs> goosebumps book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, I'm sorry. Ghost Beach. <laughs> uh, I think they called this. Uh, they called this Alan Wake for the video game version. <laughs> oh yeah, isn't that? Wasn't that weird? How it was like. Uh, uh, the town was like Dark Falls, and in yep. uh, yeah, it's Bright Falls in Alan Wake. Uh, can I offer? Can I offer this? What? Uh, and that's that. I have developed a um, three category scoring system for Goosebumps books. Oh, have you? Yes. Uh, The first category is uh, relatability, a.k.a. the kids zone. (laughs) Um, And I think that, like, if we're talking about this book specifically, I think it's like a 9 out of 10 in relatability. Yeah, absolutely. If not a 10 out of 10. New house stuff, moving stuff. Absolutely relatable. Fully. Point two, Goosebumps, a.k.a. how scary was it? Again, I think this is a 9 out of 10. There's some genuinely cool shit in this story real quick while we're on this tub, uh, subject um i i hate to be that guy but uh yeah does anyone get goosebumps when they get scared no <laughs> no <laughs> so, um the title doesn't make sense anyway. i sometimes i i have i mean those were like 
okay. genuine terror moment. Yeah, when you get creeped out. Okay, you yeah, can, yeah, totally. When you, yeah. when that happens, but yeah. when you get scared, I don't know. I've gotten more goosebumps when I hear something really cool that like tickles my brain. But anyway, that's just me. I, I get those goosebumps every time. I, <laughs> we do get those goosebumps every time. Every time. Um, I need that hive. Uh, and then, so I think this is the nine on goosebumps factor because there's some cool stuff in there. And then third point, Arl Stein in this. <laughs> Jovial Bobness. Which I'm I'm told I how to score this. On the one hand, I want to give it a five because like this is the first one and things could get more Arl Steiny. Oh yeah, yeah. Or less. <laughs> but then again, perhaps a better way of doing it is just to say there were 14 fake out scares in this story. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that were just horrible. Um, so maybe it's a 14? Like, like, it's, it's a 5 parentheses 14. So, you can, so we can adjust this. You should just have a running tally of whichever book has the most uh, like jump scares. Which would probably yes. be the, the book that has the most chapters in it. <laughs> yes, true. So that might be unfairly biased against books that are longer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, with that... Uh, yeah, we're uh, going to close out our, our amazing uh, You Can't Scare Me podcast. I'd like to thank Rachel and Mario for joining me on this wonderful uh, journey, which, uh, yeah, we're going to go through all of the mainline Goosebumps books. We're doing it. Yep. We're doing it. And uh, for our last feature, we are going to try to predict the twist. We are going to use the title, cover, and tagline of the next book to predict what it is about. And who wants to try it? What's what's the title of the? I will say in a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> who to look it up? <laughs> wants to give it a whirl? I think first. Rachel. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's the? Um... Okay. Ready? The title is "Stay Out of the Basement." The tagline is "Something's Waiting in the Dark." Dot 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 dot. That is not an ellipses. That is four dots. Look at the... And the cover is probably the cover w- that I think of when when uh, I think of a Goosebumps uh, book. The cover is a hand opening the a basement door of a house, and their hand is completely covered. They're green and it's like viney, and they've got little plants and little leaves popping out of their hand, and their fingernails are all cracked and weird looking. What do you think it's about? Um, <laughs> hold on, let me. Mario, um, what do you think it's about? I wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh, there's a. Oh, there's. You're right. There's like vines. Oh man. Okay. Shit, I don't know. Uh, I think <laughs> I think ooze has popped up out of the basement floor and mm. has created a <laughs> monster and twist as you find out. It's your grandma. <laughs> it's your grandmommy. She's attacking you. I don't know. <laughs> uh, hey, it might be the case. Here's the thing. That's a that's a, a phenomenal guess because absolutely, that's at least three Goosebumps books. <laughs> also, also, I'm pretty sure you just described the plot of Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> like uh, down to the last detail. Yeah, I think I think. Yeah. Well, the, the it's funny you mention that because the book we just read, um, it's got like a, it's like Resident Evil without all the muck right you know it's like oh yeah. like a there's a 
big town accent that happened here. Everybody oh, dude, it. you're uh, actually right. Yeah, 100. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's actually very true. Mario. Okay, well, no, I have an unfair advantage because I remember a stand of the basement well. Oh, shit. However, I'm going to do this as if I didn't know. Yeah, just make shit up. My adult self looking at this. Here we go. Somebody once told has me. been growing that dank shit <laughs> in, in, in the and it's gained sentience. <laughs> oh, you didn't think that it was someone who who like tried to in, in, intravenously inject themselves with weed, oh, and then ooh, they well, became now weed. Maybe there's your guess. <laughs> maybe there's your guess. <laughs> I I am become weed. <laughs> That's oh my god! That's you the tagline. <laughs> I have become. I weed. have become weed. <laughs> Something's waiting in the dank. 